0: Yo, what's up, guys and gals? This episode of Gravity Lab Radio is brought to you by Performance Designs. Performance Designs, you know the canopies, you know the company, you know the name, you know the brand. The reason I really love, or one of the many reasons I really love Performance Designs, though, is customer service. I'm a huge advocate for quick responses to customers. People really want to be heard back from. Uh, from. People really want to be acknowledged. And anytime I've dealt with Performance Designs, they have been phenomenal getting back with me. Some of my Friends have recently demoed canopies. It's been a couple months now because we've been shut down due to the COVID, the Rona. But some of my friends demo canopies. They hit up Performance Designs. When you go to their website and click on demos, you're given options on how to submit a demo request. I forget the time frame they say on that demo request, but I would definitely expect that kind of time frame. It has always been quicker in the experience I've had with my friends. You never know what you get. I would definitely be ready to wait, but they are so quick to respond. They are so quick to get back to you, and the guys and gals in the demo department, like every other department of performance designs, are quick to respond, and they really take good care of you. I'm actually just clicking on their site. It says, after you submit a request, please allow at least three to four business days for a PD rep to get in touch with you. Currently, that is a cat named Kyle, super nice dude, and man, Kyle will usually be in touch with you in three to four hours hours the same day commonly, but uh, be ready to wait three to four business days just in case the guy's a little bit busy. Customer service is what it's about. Taking care of people is what it's about. Performance Designs has done a killer job building canopies, designing canopies, and pushing the future, but they've done a great job of building community. The employees there are super stoked to be there. They're stoked to be part of that exciting machine, and the guys and the customers are excited to be customers as well. Thank you to Performance Designs for building such a great culture, building such a great community, and having phenomenal customer service. This episode of Gravity Lab Radio is another reason why I like performance designs. Their testing standards, what they do to put a canopy through the process before they bring it to the market is huge. And this episode's guest is a guy named Brad Cole, a buddy of mine, a really good dude, really got a lot of great things in love for Brad, super awesome guy. Brad works with DRC, the Land Research Corporation, DRC, and uh, they do a lot of the test jumping for performance designs amongst a couple other companies, so uh, you'll hear a little bit about what goes into uh, getting these canopies to market. Guys and gals, I really enjoyed this visit. It was about two months ago, I believe February now, that we recorded this show. Uh, I really hope you enjoy the visit with Brad Cole as much as I did. Enjoy the show.
1: gentlemen well hey How they yeah.
0: what's up guys and gals we are live it has been a long week six shows down you say that S- like it's a bad thing Come no on. it's a great <laughs> thing it's been a wonderfully long week you have not stopped i've been watching uh, man today we just went to lunch went to manzano's and it's the first mm. break we've actually had because we did the tour of upt between shows yesterday the uh, day before we brilliant. had three straight jo- shows yeah. uh, we did the pd tour between those shows yeah. So, guys and gals, tonight closing the show, our closer, Brad Cole. How you'd been?
2: Well, I've been amazing. Right now, I feel like the seat doesn't fit quite right. Like, there's uh, have there been pillars in this seat or something? (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) I see a table in the corner. Can we get that for the kids' table? Can we? (laughs) Can we finish with that? Your opening
0: acts were John LeBlanc and Bill Booth, (laughs) and you're the closer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I've worked for both of them. feel like I should go to that table. Um, but I'm stoked to be here. I haven't seen you two kids in a while. I yeah, it's mean, been a minute. It's been a minute, yeah. It's been quite a while, man. Yeah. Uh, were you at PIA? I was. I've been to the last four, 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 yeah, I think so. so yeah. we've
0: seen each other once every two years. At
2: least. Yeah. But so. more, more, more six and eight years ago, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Your,
1: your shirt says DRC, which I'm sure we're going to get to. <laughs> were, were you officially representing anyone when you were at PIA?
2: Uh, this last one, DRC, yeah. OK, um, and I also did a tunnel, a tunnel coaching thing with Rob Law. is like just interaction with AFF and, you know, real life mm-hmm. tunnel instruction ratings. Uh, that was the last one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's uh, for me, the first time I met you was with the SVCO tour. Oh, man. You and a guy named guy Zachary, Colorado. Sable. <laughs>
2: Zachary Sable. Sable. <laughs> <laughs> Love that kid. Love that. High fi- I mean, he is non disputed the high five champion of I'm going to say the world would simon bones agree with you nope but i know simon very closely so <laughs> and i
0: will say for sure it is a competition between them i they make a it public it's more of a brotherhood it's a fun it's competition a brotherhood. no they compete they put they, yeah. they put out the numbers every year i for mean
2: f- zach wins but simon's a close fourth or fifth i think <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> there's only two of them
2: competing i know if you're not first, you're fourth. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah.
0: So what's new, man? What's been going on?
2: been ah, a whole lot of life. I a whole lot of skydiving for me. I, I live in the land, which I never thought I would be. We can talk about that. I'm probably going to say some stuff that I didn't realize before I got here, perhaps. But, um, welcome, welcome to lo- the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love living here. I, I don't like Florida. I'm going to say that up front. Um, I lived in Colorado and then... Even Chicago, I liked more, you know, just life, lifestyle wise. I mean, you, don't, you don't like hanging out with all the old folks here in Florida? Uh, it's not just the old folks. There's no mountain. It's not the people. And there's yes. not the people. There's no mountain. There's no clean water. I can't go swimming without alligators. And it, hey, oh. it's cool to go kayaking so with you, alligators. So I you've love been to Texas as well. <laughs> I grew up in Texas. I'm a Dallas kid. Oh, see, Dallas? I didn't know that. Yeah. H- Houston yeah. Houston for me. I started and Dallas with Ernie. Ernie was my skydiving instructor. When uh, did you start jumping? 99. Okay. December 99, yeah. With Johnny Kuchai. Yeah, right. I know, so, yeah. yeah. So um, living in Florida is a mixed bag of treats. Uh, here in the land is pretty magical. Um, I didn't view it that way when I came here. I had a complete different view of what it would be like. Um, it hasn't completely changed my view, but I've definitely, uh, it's changed my life in a way that like, I wake up in the morning and sometimes I feel like um, what I have to do with my new job is uh makes my hands sweaty it makes me <laughs> nervous it makes me performance anxiety for sure you know um it's a whole different lifestyle for me in skydiving living here and doing what i'm doing right now for drc and working for pd it's uh, it's pretty fucking awesome
1: well a lot of times when we have people on and we tell people's stories, a lot of times we start with hey what got you into skydiving But I think maybe it's a good idea to start uh, backwards since we're talking about DRC. Okay. What does that stand for for everyone Uh, who doesn't know? uh,
2: D-Land Research Corporation is an independent company that uh, we are uh, prototype test jumpers for multiple companies. Uh, PD is our largest customer, um, and you can look into it and see all that, but... Basically, it comes down to we have customers like CPS and Sumpath and UPT, um, and they bring us their prototype. And so everything that's military and civilian related, they bring to our doorstep and they say, break it. Try to bring it to its point of we need to know how we need to change it, where we're going. And so for us as test jumpers, and it's a very small group of us, uh, mostly led by PD in, in a way because a lot of the engineers from the department come and they're, they're test jumpers there. But, I mean, for me, getting to this realm of test jumping means that, hey, I mean, if you don't know me before, I was a fun canopy pilot. I mean, I did a lot of demos. I swooped. I, I, I got. I fly a small canopy, I guess, but... Man, I did not know about canopies. And so I got the opportunity to start test jumping about two years ago. And it did exactly what... I mean, you've done a lot of AFF courses, right? You've a lot of AFF students. So you do AFF as well? No, I'm not an AFF. Okay, but I bet you've been in the same respect with, say, your students with tunnel coaching or anything else. Like, you're like, there's so many avenues out there. There's so many choices you can make that you don't even know about yet. You think your first jump's your most exciting, but it's not. It's not the most exciting jump. It's your 10th, 12th, 15th, 100th, 1,200th. And DRC made me bring that back to reality. That that is real. That is real. So we test jump everything, reserves, mains, military, civilian. Everything these companies make, we try to break in half. And it's fun. It's scary. We have We have a lot of trust in one another as crew members. Um, Sometimes there's... 15 connections before we exit and there's someone on the front of me and the rucksack in front of me and i've got another person catching my free bag and everybody's doing there's 15 points of connection we have to touch all of them you have to touch them i have to touch them that she has, i call him she because allison's usually the one catching the free bag my fiance. but
0: congratulations yeah, by the thank way
2: thank you she's awesome you guys know allison
0: uh i've met her once or twice yeah. we gave her a ride back yeah, That's she, the person oh, we kidnapped. Okay, yeah, yeah, she, all yeah right.
2: she kidnapped her. Good. On she uh, works in on the R&D the one department wheel. Department up, Yeah, yeah, on the one wheel. Yeah. Right. How could you get anywhere without peasant sticks? I mean, these things don't work anymore. Ride <laughs> your one wheel. Anyway, so, no, DRC was reminded me about why I wanted to be a skydiver. You know, like, or not why, but once I started skydiving, of course, you're overwhelmed by everything, right? It's a lot of cool stuff to be discovered in skydiving. For sure. The sound of the plane, the, the way people talk mostly for me, the community, like, my God, man, like, get rid of your non-scout friends. They are weighing you down. You know? I mean, don't get rid of them. I'm sorry. No, that no, no. I've a little harsh. But no, I, I <laughs> question
0: some of them, but yes. But,
2: but so, no, It's it's been a, I just crossed 20 years in the sport, and I'm wet in the hands a lot of days when I go to work. And the days I'm not is because I'm like, okay, this is going to be an easy day. I yeah. just have to test jump something that might or
0: might not work. Might not work. <laughs>
1: so, I, I guess you do a lot of stuff for the government, or not the government, the, the military. We do a when, lot of military when stuff. When we're yeah. talking about CPS, that's yep. complete parachute, parachute systems. systems. Yep. They're Next trying all, all week to get this one. <laughs> good good job. But good we job. have a lot of listeners who I'm sure won't catch the sacrament if, if I, I at least know what it means, even if, even if my brain doesn't process the uh, words every time. So, maybe they're, and, and for companies that are developing new products as well, right?
2: They're kind of they're the company that promotes. Uh, upt pd and some path so so and but they develop the products and, and you're so making they stuff send for them, them to us yeah but you send b- them to us
1: but you guys could be working on stuff for, for pd as well everything and so yeah. some of its
2: secret i guess is what i'm getting to well i here's what i want to say i want to talk a lot about it because i'm really enthusiastic about it mm-hmm. but the first rule of uh, drc club what do you think it is
1: tell your friends on a
2: podcast all about it <laughs> don't worry it's only the pretty four of us sure in the room. Gonna, i'm pretty sure
0: yeah, yeah, yeah we're the only four of us here
2: uh, yeah yeah the well, first roll deersery club we don't talk about it but we can talk a lot about it we can talk a lot about it well the um, question
1: i'm inclined to ask is tell me what an average uh, test jump is like and i wonder if any of them are the same
2: uh th- i'm gonna answer your second question first because absolutely not absolutely not um there's no there's no test jump right now and i'm the la- I've, I've been there more than a year, but I did a little over a 1,000 test jumps this year. There's no Damn. test jumps that are the two alike because we're always, like, for example, PD is always, always focused on data and, and, well, first of all, safety, but data and, like, they do so many test jumps on a particular wing, whether it's civilian or military. No other company in the world comes close to that, and I'm glad of that because I have a job. <laughs> but... um. The fact is is like, man, there's so much criteria like uh, subterminal, terminal uh, uh, low wing loading, high wing loading, uh, turbulence, we go out and sometimes we go out and intentionally and in, in crazy conditions. How is this going to perform? And it's all because like I mean, John LeBlanc Delco, they're not going to hand a wing to anyone, military or civilian that they don't know is going to make their family happy that they're skydivers you know and that's a big part of why i like working for drc and the spirit i get out of it the cool thing is my office is located at the drop zone so i get a lot of separation between church and state mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah, you definitely. know and not that they're not there all the time and sometimes and i like this about john because sometimes we get to a point and there's a there's something that's going on and he's like hey he doesn't want me to know what I should see or shouldn't see. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we've developed a relationship over the years. He's like, Brad, you know, almost like earmuffs. What movie is that from? Earmuffs. Uh, earmuffs. Uh, earmuffs. Well, that's old school. Yeah, that's yeah, old school. Good. I'm a movie quote. I was just testing you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on him. <laughs> <laughs> old, my, <laughs> check, check, Honestly, check. my brain
1: doesn't store many things for Not a long term. T- but do movie quotes are fucking in you there? You and
0: I. You can say, fuck, somewhat.
1: shit, bitch, whatever you want. All you got to do is say earmuffs. Got it, Are you man. lost? Got it. You're, he's no earmuffs. Old school. I <laughs> yeah. did get that one.
0: I, I'm lost on movie quotes most of the time.
2: Old school. But you're
0: a rigger, right? I'm actually not a rigger. Yeah, you know, I thought no. you were. A rigger. I because everybody a rigger, thinks I'm a I play movies
2: constantly yeah. in the background to keep my head sane, or podcasts. That's yeah. This is a my new favorite thing over the last few years. But no, it's a it's a lot of like, um, hey, we don't we don't want you to think what we want you to think. Go put a hundred jumps on this wing and report back to us, or, or whatever the case is, you overload it, underload it, and, and at the end of it, let's see what happens, you know? And that's, uh, man, just like we tell our students, there's so many avenues, and I'm wet at the hands to go to work every day, and it feels really fucking good. It does.
0: I, c- I d- couldn't imagine at all. I've been lucky enough to only do a small handful of test jumps in my life. You did 1,000 last year. I did yep. 10. But, man, Nick laughed at me, not legitimately, probably behind my back, but the amount of nerves in the plane, the hands being wet, the touching of everything, uh, the, the counting of everything.
1: I, I don't think I would ever laugh seriously at someone going through the, the process. Yeah. Because for me, I need reps with anything, no mm-hmm. matter whether it's emergency procedures, no matter whether it's, you know, you're showing me how to do something on the computer, whether it's learning how to play a song. Like, I have to have but, a lot of reps. Once I have the reps, it's it's, it's
2: pretty well in there. What's the difference between uh, AFF Level 7 and his hands being sweaty and
0: my, seventh my hands last being year, sweaty
2: and, and your hands being sweaty? What's the difference? What's the mental difference? I, I, I view it as exhilarating. It puts me right back to where I was, where I, I should be. Yeah, it
1: sure, it sure is exciting. But I can understand any, any person's desired level of mental preparation before they board the airplane.
0: I do think there's a difference. And the difference for me is simple. I know it exists, and I enjoy. I'm like, okay, you know, okay. At jump seven, okay, I was, okay. I was in denial. At cool. jump eight thousand five hundred, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna pee my pants. This is so fucking cool. So that is the only. Other than that, I agree. I, it's the same thing.
2: You're, you're right. You're right in that understanding of the basic elements of what's about to happen or what could happen. Yeah, you're right. But mentally, I mean, we only have so much processing power, and at some point, you know what I mean. Like that jump level seven, he's processing at full speed. Mm-hmm. Well, when we were going out and doing complicated test jumps, we're processing at full speed. I, Yeah, we are we can stay calmer. We can perhaps, you know, we need to be making better decisions in stressful situations. But, man, as a human, there's not a large level of difference. And that brings me back to, man, what's, what's the difference? Like, what's the difference of our students? You know, you teach a lot of instructors, and hopefully they go teach their students that it doesn't change. It only gets better. Yes. It only gets better. And so... I mean, for example, like you 've done big ways, yeah, yeah, and me too, and same thing, like <laughs> <That's> scary, fuck, <laughs> yes, um, I mean, scary things happen on big ways, and especially when you eat edibles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're not going to talk about that story. <laughs>
2: I was like, "How did you know?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: did well, you glad I'm not the only one who's made this mistake. Right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's move on.
2: Uh, that was we signed a non-disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Nick here, to be clear. oh yeah, clear, shared, to be clear,
0: he has shared that story before. Yeah, but uh, the, the point no, the point is, is like yeah, uh, we talked about
2: okay. it. You, you push yourself. We, like, hey, for example, um, this is something I never thought I would do. I got my uh, ten minutes examiner rating, just from Noonan uh, again a pillar sitting in this seat love that kid and again I, I watched your podcast uh, he does have a way of speaking when he gets in a groove about the subject he loves I agree with you like it was pretty amazing to go through that course with him holy fucking shit is that scary how do you do that all the time I've only done a couple of candidates what is wrong with you that's a what long. was right a long list, man. I, mean, I know, not what's wrong. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. So what's wrong with me is a long list. Okay, okay, but I'm sorry. list. that wrist. shit is scary. Like it's so I, I've only done a few, and uh, I got to get my examiner rating for DRC because we have a uh, a lot of internal people we need doing tandems with with me, and um, I've done some civilian side or some non DRC side now, and I'm fucking scared. <laughs> <That> it's scary. <laughs>
1: What, so I'm, I'm curious if there's a more intimidating part of the process for you. Like when you think about a, a tandem being scary, like what specifically do you think? No, about?
2: front riding on as an oh, examiner. front riding. Okay. Front riding okay. as an okay. examiner. Okay, no, 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 no. That's what I was saying. As an examiner, yeah. I'm still way scared shitless right now. Okay, perfect. Way okay. scared shitless. I, I,
1: have, I have three front rides. Two of them were my first two skydives, and I did one front ride for, uh,
2: for a buddy. For a buddy, yeah. A Which one were you more scared on? Gosh, I I gotta think, say the third.
1: I think I was most scared on the third, third. because <laughs> I mean, and especially because I knew that this was my buddy's uh, terminal
0: tandem,
2: oh, what? and I was
1: like, okay, let's not mess this up.
2: No, I don't fuck that up. No, nope. yeah,
0: my uh. I, we talked about it recently on the show, but seven hundred-ish front rides. My most scared one was I have not talked about this at all yet that I know of was a candidate who was sent to me by his drop zone owner and was very clear that I don't know if this guy's gonna pass DJ. I understand if you fail him. And the DZO didn't expect me to pass him. Ready palms. Oh, dude. The first day with this guy, I was just shitting bricks left and right. Yeah. The second day I showed up and I knew one thing. Alan is the guy's name, and I'm going to say it because this ends well. I knew Alan was going to be a okay instructor. I don't mean, like, I want to say okay. solid, yeah. but he was going to be okay. He was going to be fine. He wasn't going to be the prettiest. He was going to be safe. Yeah. He was going to yeah. throw the drogue well. I am a advocate of, and not everybody agrees with this statement, but giving challenging exits to where he must earn the drogue. I'm not going to take it overboard because that's just being an asshole. And Alan was a patient, strong flyer, and he knew this. I'm old. I'm stiff. I'm going to wear the baggiest jumpsuit I can within reason. Okay. I'm going to use technique. Trust for success. Yeah. 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 So uh, that scared me. But other than that, You have more control from the front than they do on the back. Of course, of course. You can reach everything from the front. Of course. When I got my examiner's ticket, I didn't do something that you probably had to do. I never threw the drogue from the front. You did, I'm sure. I did, yeah. Yeah, that was not a part of the process. Noonan
2: was, uh, of course he was, yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and I'm glad they do it now because I've not had to throw the drogue from the front yet.
2: Oh, really? After 700?
0: Yeah, but I've reached back and grabbed that sucker, and as I grabbed it, the guy I haven't either, by the way, after Besides the training.
2: Well, besides the training, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. When the guy went, when I touched the drug, the guy reached back and grabbed it too. And I pulled my hand away and let him do I was like, okay, you're still gonna get land and
2: get a big talking to because if I even have to reach for it, you're in trouble, mm-hmm. man. I've been waiting since you contacted me. I have a question for you, specifically you. We're interviewing you. Hold on a second, yeah. Go ahead. I have a question for you, oh but, god. I, and this is this is not now my hands are sweaty, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, no, but this is a legitimate question because, like, man, I've I felt very privileged in this sport so far to have some experiences. Like, I've done AFF evaluations for uh, uh, Yarling and, and Kip Miller and Billy. Skippy Poller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, now Rob Laidlaw a lot. You know, you know that Rob Laidlaw was the very first person I've ever met in skydiving? You know, like, when we I was in Dallas, and Johnny Kuchai and I ran that bungee park thing member i don't know if you know that or not Uh, yeah i know what you're talking about he was the first person i met that was kind of cool i want to say props to him either way um love him hate him that's up to you but here's my question i like the aff certification process you get to go through the ground school and you get to do practice jumps you know Mm -hmm. you put yourself into a situation where you're like i'm either ready or not Mm -hmm. and then you go hot Mm -hmm. do you like that process and that's well, not the question, but that's a yes or no. Yes. Okay, cool. Not completely, but yes. Oh, oh, and generically, you know, you, yes. do, you do some testing yourself, you do some education, ground school, you make a good uh, human adult uh, decision. Why is a tandem certification not like that? Why can't we do practice tandem jumps? Why can't we do examiner, front rider? Let's go do three or four. Let's see what kind of candidate you are. Are you fit for this? Are you not? Give me a good... Because here's my analogy. I'm going to ask you the analogy. Go for it. You've been to a lot of board meetings. Unfortunately. Yeah. USPA board... I'm I'm being sarcastic. Okay, let's see. USPA board of director meetings, to be clear. Here's what I want to do next time I go. I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to say, raise your hand if you're a college graduate. There's probably some. Yes, for sure there are. Of course. They're a very educated crew, very mindful. Mm -hmm. I'll say, cool, you guys are all college graduates. I brought a calculus book. Let's do some calculus. How many of them are going to want to do some calculus? Not me. Exactly. So, why would we ask a tandem candidate, unlike an AFF candidate, to come in with the required skill sets to do a tandem course without doing a couple practice jumps to make sure he or she, I'm going to say she or he, because my fiance is a tandem examiner <laughs> or tandem, uh <laughs> Anyway, my point is, why wouldn't we do that? That's my question. See, why wouldn't we do that? Why can't we give a little bit of a say? Hey, here's three jumps. Or, or how do you? How do I know I want to be a tandem master? Besides, either I need the money or I really want to be. How do I know I'm fit to be? Let's go do some practice jumps. Low pressure. It's just, does this fit you? Isn't this what we do for AFF? It really well.
0: No, not all of us, but yes, more and more of us are. Okay. So uh, the the model you mentioned for AFF. I think we're doing a great job of mainly because I think we're continuously improving and I think
2: we're at a great place today as it is. I agree. Um, I like doing evaluations with yeah. m- m- just the modern people like what you're putting out and yeah. other people. Yeah. But a lot of great people out there. But but the tandem so
0: doesn't allow that. It, it doesn't. Like part of it is is the policies and requirements they just don't allow. So yep. they have their medical, they have their V license. So one of the things I So before I answer the question, I'm actually going to go over a model with you. This is my model. Okay. No, no, That's Um, why I was
2: stoked to ask this question because I just went through a course. I'm like, I could have taken this kid on three or four practice jumps and said, mm. Now, the model I'm about to talk about I think is more popular today than it ever was. Okay.
0: But most tandem examiners over the years have – there's five jumps in the training, and then you're on Mm -hmm. probation on jump six. So for those of you who don't understand – on when you're training to be a tandem instructor, we basically do a full day of classroom. I say basically, we do a full day of classroom. At least, And then the next day, we start with review of classroom, and then we do some jumping and then training again and jumping, and it just continuously evolves over three days or more, especially if weather gets in the way. Um, The first jump, you either go on the front of an experienced tandem instructor, preferably Mm -hmm. your examiner, and I say preferably your examiner because... Brad, I just taught you how to do this. I'm
2: guessing I do the same thing, Let and I've only done two you. candidates. I agree yeah. with you, yeah.
0: And and it's not always going to be me on the back of them. For example, if I'm using another evaluator in the course, one whoever you you're trust, training one with, one trust, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also have four tandem examiners on staff, so it's easy to yeah. to to hand off. Um, the second jump is a solo. You jump the tandem rig by yourself. Learn okay. one new thing at a time. Here's the rig. Jump three, you take a a passenger, and we actually do a perfectly good passenger. We want you to see what it's really like Mm -hmm. because, honestly, most students are that good, not that good, but good enough. Most students Mm -hmm. are good enough that you're not, if you did 100 tandems next month, chances are Uh, at least. You get
2: one student. You get get one bad student. Oh, you
0: get more than one, but not tons. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. So, and to me, I'm not saying that. Qualifies for what you're going for, but we get that experience. I want you to go out calmly, relax, enjoy of course. a skydive, of course. get a taste of what it's like. The fourth jump is supposed to be similar. I'll tell you something different in a moment. Okay. And I really like that fourth jump, which is the second time they've taken somebody on tandem to go, hey, man, go do another one. Go see what it's like. And I'm very clear to my candidates this is another opportunity oh, for you. So
2: you let them go do another.
0: We're, we're in the technical training jumps now. By treat those so second, you can't really. So once they do the first... They're on the, fr- on, they're on the back now.
2: When they do the first back ride, they're in the course.
0: Yes. yeah. So this is in the course because Correct. we're in the confines of our regulations, yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, once again, and I'm, I'll ex- in a minute explain what we do, but in general, we say, hey, this is another opportunity to get a good taste, to see what you like about it, to get comfortable. And again, mainly for those who don't know, the fifth jump is intentional flips, um, and it's meant to for you to see what it's like to get stable and or be unstable and get stable. Say, hey, look, you can get stable. It's not a big deal. And then you fly terminal. Um, number one, you can see you don't need a drogue. And number two, you can feel the speed and the pressure. So if, because yep, we've all heard like, fun. I forgot the drogue. I didn't realize I didn't have a drogue. Like you did not feel 170 mile an hour at wind blasting oh, up your I've arms. met
2: people that that's happened to. So I, and they're I've not a, bad people. I'm no, just saying it's happened. I've retrained several of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, I am very blessed and lucky that Tom Noonan and USPA have a regard for my company, TRC, and we have to be clear. D to land. D R C. We we have two really cool sets of initials, my friend.
2: We do. I uh, like good acronyms.
0: Yeah, they're great, <laughs> man. It's because they're good looking fellows. That's just what I'm
2: saying. Um, t- do, you're doing pretty good for yourself. We got the same haircut, <laughs> at least up top. Yeah, we do. We yeah. do. Low maintenance. T R C i
0: C. I'm sorry. The the, the flips. Uh, you so should you do be, that on your fifth one. Yep. Okay. I mean, so that's, that's the normal first five jumps, right? Yeah. What's the next five jumps? It's 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 uh, licensed skydivers. Nope. It is. You're right. I'm not disagreeing. Oh. Oh. So the normal format is. It's like, man, no, here's nope. my certification. <laughs> Here, no, no, no,
2: Here's my answer, though. Called out. The first five jumps. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Are Sorry, training Tom. <laughs> jumps. The training jumps. Training jumps, of course. The of next course. five
0: jumps are technically probationary jumps. And those next no, five I, jumps. I understand that. Well, now I'm going to explain for some of the audience. You okay. have to still jump with experienced okay. jumpers. Yeah. And you said it. We are allowed to send them with 100 Jump Wonders. Of course. What do you send
2: them with? 100 Jump Wonders. Okay. I mean varying yeah. I, I, here I've only done like I said two candidates and I've picked and choose the people that go in front ones that have done front rides for other people but exactly that's not ex- not what I'm asking like why can't we wait to go hot why can't we take an examiner mm-hmm. link in the the course by say a day yeah. like hey I want to go to two three jumps where you're front rider you're my examiner mm-hmm. I want to get in my mode. I want to get my method sorted down. Why do we have to go hot right away? But in the AFF courses, we have a choice as a candidate. When I, to go hot. When to go hot. That's my only question. Like, I, agree, I get that. I, I don't get that. What's the, how can I show up with a skill set to be ready for that if I've never once in my entire life done it?
0: And that just blows my mind. Read the title of number 10. Just the title of number 10.
2: I'm, well, I'm going to do it in the microphone. Non-rated experience jumpers, poised exit. So non-rated experience jumpers.
0: That is the first jump in my gotcha. course that gotcha. a candidate gets to take it. And so what I do is I agree with you, but it's not within no. the prescribed uh, regulations or rules we have. So jumps. the first three jumps, I treat the way you're talking about. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you, and this is...
2: Jump I've been waiting a long time to ask you that, by the way. Jump four. <laughs> here's my jump four. I've known you a long time as an evaluator, yeah. and i am recently gotten into it, and... It's it's a question. I, yeah. No one really answers. Trevor at the drop zone, you know, talking to Tom, it's never. Yeah. And you're giving a good answer, but it's not a clear answer to me right now because I'm inexperienced, be. you know.
0: I hope it will be. Now, I will agree with you. I like your idea. I am not against your idea. If I was on the board of directors, I'd really have to chew on it before I say I'd vote for it because I don't make decisions quickly. I want yeah. to digest it. But yeah. right now, I'm like, hmm I, I, like don't this see idea. A neg-
2: I don't see a negative you know as an evaluator like i'm going to take this kid on two or three jumps and they say i'm ready or i, mm. I i'm going to tell them man please just come to maybe come to a training tandem course so i'm
0: going to divulge a, a little company secrets of mine and i don't think oh. they're secrets yeah. jump uh jump Tenor jump three <laughs> is the first tandem right great right, student right, right, right. Well, jump.
1: jump three is the first tandem, so meeting. first time they're on, on the back. back, on meeting, the back. Meeting, but the first jump they're on the front. Yep. Second front jump ride, they're going solo. solo. Yep. So sure familiarization. I'm you just know. saying this for people that don't know I the know, the process good. That's that's good. to catch up to where we're at.
0: So jump three, we're a great student. They're first tandem. I'm uh, gonna from now on go first tandem, second tandem. Their second tandem is says swimmy student but stable, and all my examiners oh. are told. I want you to swim, but if you feel any roll, any rotation, any pitch, fly it. Fly it really well. And really what we do is we land and go, look at that, man. You're so good. We can go out there and swim a little bit, and you're okay. Uh, Number five is the intentional unstable exit. That doesn't change. Um, And once again, we're using these for confidence builders, and I actually dub them practice jumps. Hmm. They're not practice jumps because legally we aren't. Jump six. Right. They're not. Ground train category A. Knee drop on exit, orientation awareness is built. This is a good time to test that awareness. If it goes unstable, arch, don't allow more than one rotation. So we will flip the students. We're not trying to, but if it flips, fix it. And it's not, now we have evaluation jumps for USPA. Um, The evaluation jumps are these last five, and the practice jumps are the first five. That's not quotes, is it? That's a bunch of quotes. That's, that's a three. That's a, a, that's a lot of mutant <laughs> warped bunny. Um,
2: jump Get mutated.
0: Jump seven ground training category A once again major knee drop and you'll see it progresses and yep. so the actual ground training evals which USPA now requires two ground training evals yeah. they only a required B. one yeah. I've always had A and B in my list not always yeah. for a few years now makes sense though so I think what we're doing is adapting to what's available with your desire uh, without knowing that's what we were doing.
2: Yeah, no, 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 I know. I I like the course, and I, I do. I, I yeah. feel like um, we should. I mean, anything we can do to enhance our opportunities to bring education to people who want to join our sport, yeah. and that's what you've been doing for years. Of course, I I, I just see a weird parallel between. And I love A F F, man. To to go do a free fly jump with you, or to make us an A F F jump, it's hard to decide. Because man, A F F is special. Nine out of ten. Yeah. As it's some, pretty standard. As, but as the someone one? who's Ooh. being uh, pressured into getting an AFF rating in the, the possible
1: oh, near future, love it. Pressured my
0: ass.
2: To, uh, tell <laughs> me, night, night, the, the tenth one is it, it sets you just
1: sell re- me because I okay. do. I really love the, the the those teaching moments where you see the gears start turning and you see the light bulb go on. And you see him get this thing you've tried to get him to get. I
2: really enjoy that. So I'm going to talk about it from a more selfish perspective, Perfect. because obviously we're all sitting at the table because we like skydiving we we want to we want to enhance our sport I, I feel like that's true about me and i know that's true about you guys the selfish aspect nine out of ten or nine out of a hundred like you said about tandems you know or one out of a hundred man yeah you see them flower you see them see the avenues that you saw when you're a student that's okay we can all say that's true about an AFF instructor we like to teach because we fell in love with this sport Let's talk about it selfishly. Holy shit. When things go real wrong, when things go real wrong, it, it is up to you. It is, it is everything. And, and I don't want to quote John today, but it just brings it to mind. Everything goes quiet, <laughs> you know, in a sense that nothing else matters in the world except for your students not doing it. And maybe, hey, I always say it's a failure to teach, not a failure to learn. It comes from a teacher background. But I'm going to say... At that moment, it doesn't matter. What's happening right now, your student, maybe he reaches about both hands. Maybe he or she, I don't, doesn't matter. It matters what's going on right now. And it doesn't even matter what's going on right now. It matters what's going on in the future. So you're not even thinking about what's going on right now. You're thinking about what is about to happen five seconds, eight seconds, 10 seconds in the future. Um, And that, to me, is exhilarating, uh, because you have to be spot on. And uh, man, one of my, I'm going to say my worst AFF jumps. and and Jason Russell was there doing video on it. And it wasn't my worst af jump. I was breaking in a new instructor. Um, Good kid. I like him. We won't give his name. Uh, Got a couple jumps with him, then put him on main side. And uh, student pulled, held on to the pilot chute, and he turned and left. So, I mean, for me, there's what I'm talking about. I get eight or 10 seconds to the side really quickly what I'm going to do. And I I thought I made the right decision. So on the reserve side, I kept trying to say, just let go of that thing. Please, God, let go of it. So I gave him three of those. Um, After that, uh, the the other kid was long gone. Um, I pulled his reserve handle. You know, Uh, Sorry, I reached over and pulled his cutaway handle because I'm thinking the best thing I can do is enact his RSL. I, I want his RSL to... If there's any drag, if he lets go of anything, at least the main will leave. And I, I can't pull his reserve in good in good faith right now. He's hanging on to his pilot chute. I just don't feel like that's the right choice for me to pull his reserve. He, no main instructors there. There's no cutaway instructor there. And that'll happen in like 10 seconds. And yeah, we did it. I pulled his cutaway. We started to spin a little bit after that. He realized I'm spinning. I don't need this thing. <laughs> he got rid of it. What happened? Got a reserve. Got a reserve. And that could happen on every single fucking jump. <laughs> and the moment you lull yourself to sleep, the thinking you're it's going to be okay is the moment it wakes you up. I mean, when we you do big weight jumps, we we do, we go to the formation the same way every time. There's still shit that happens, right? But, man, sometimes people freeze up. They hold on to shit. I'm just saying, AFF is pretty fucking special. It is. And for any instructor that gets to take a student out, is it's special to me. And I think it's special to anyone who gets out of the door with the person. Um, they're changing their lives. How did it change your life? I mean, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts. I know. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> it's saying changed it. it's changed your life a lot. Mine, too. And so, um, I don't know. That's just... My perspective of uh, it's hard to decide if I walk up to a group of friends and I, I mean the money is not the point, but to take an AFF level three or five or seven or pff, let's go or one sometimes. <laughs> know. Wow. We just diverted from what we we're talking about. We <laughs> <can> do. You've <laughs> listened to the show. We know
0: we do it. So Nick, one of the things that I tell instructors regularly, and, and Nick is insinuating I'm pressuring him into this, and he's I'm teasing. Not. He's, I'm not. insinuating I am, I am it. teasing. You're, yeah, you're yeah. correct. right that's a tease. Um, and I, I'm a huge advocate of never pushing anybody to a rating. But since we're now talking about it, I'm going to shove it down. Since your it's throat. in the open, um, you've heard. You may it's have heard the me first say this time before. today. Hey, that <laughs> was it's been story. a long day, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we're away from our ladies, right? He's, like, he's into Asians. I'm into white people. We're yep, good huh? to go. <laughs> hey, if the
2: shoe fits, man, if the shoe fits. Hey, the
0: Spartans were warriors. They fucked each other. Okay. <laughs> I'm a warrior. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You know why so I really have this cough? It's about those front rides. So, uh, no, there's two types of AFF instructors that I hear from regularly, and the ones that try to impress me the most are the ones who have tons of oh shit stories, and they think they're impressing me with all these oh, oh shit mm, stories. Yeah. Those don't impress me. The ones with tons of almost oh shit stories. Now yeah, you're yeah. going to have some oh shit stories. Uh, you of just sure. kind, you can't kind help of told it. one. Can't help it. Some things you can't help. But it's if you never let them get away, you yeah. never have. You to don't a a of of You don't
2: want a lot of rollovers. You don't want a lot of. I let them fucking spin 720 degrees before I even touch an ankle. Of course, of course. That's and the course. That's, that's the point, though. I mean, yeah. that's the point of being a passionate instructor or, or passing a course or trying to involve your flying skills or being better. I mean, we can all be better at that, you know? Yeah. But sometimes what I'm talking about is those times when unforeseen, uh, unforeseen scenarios, you know, they just walk right up behind you yeah. and tap you on the shoulder. Who the fuck knows that kid was going to hang on to the pilot ship? Didn't yeah. know. He had a n- stupid, nasty horseshoe. Russell had a great video of him. By the time he pulled, he was like, fuck you guys. I'm out. Yeah, but he had a great <laughs> yes. video, and at the end, the students uh, reserved deploying through his sight of the three ring. Like <laughs> We used to wear side mounts. I don't know if you're any of your listeners. I mean, we used to have some of these on the sides. Yeah, yeah. I remember but, those yeah. days. I think uh, Nick does, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But uh, it's been a, that was a long time ago. It was probably 2006, but no, AFF is a is a passionate thing for me. Yeah. I don't get to do as much of it as I, as I used to. Um, I get to do a fair amount of evaluations for Ave University, just because I'm into land. But um, I spend most of my time um, test jumping and yeah. I mean, it's been mm-hmm. a long road to get here, but I want to get to
0: DRC very soon. But I'll say, Nick, never let him get away. I'll show you a video in the course yeah. when and if you take it, or anytime you want. Brian Harrell, a guy from Skydiver Elsinore, is in the video of the course. A student starts to barrel roll over on him. The main side instructor is trying to block it, but doesn't quite get to Brian on the reserve side. Reaches over, catches his guys. he's about three quarters of his way through his barrel roll, and plants him back on his belly. Right back on his belly. If you don't let him get away, you don't uh, have to. uh, You don't have to do your job. But fuck all of this. We've said so many times this week. It's about the people, and as big of a bond and as a big of a relationship I've built with any of you guys and any of the people in my life, the bonds I've built with people who are my babies, oh, my man. children, That's what I mean. my AFS. It's, har-
2: it's not hard to turn down my friends. Like, You want to go rip out an eight-way? Man. You want to do a level three?
0: You notice I don't fun Sorry. jump as much, but Sorry. have you ever noticed when I fun jump it was commonly with lower jump number people? Yeah, because they were my students, and I have yeah. a. I, as much as it would be super cool to do the shreddy gnarly, if I went on a three way with you two, I'd actually look like I knew how to free fly. But we you would guys, just
2: hold them and fly them around. Yeah, you. thank you, thank you so much. But, but then, we'd make them look good. It's cool. I, you yeah. guys would. Don't but, point your toes, by the way.
0: But I'd rather go to <laughs> jump with a guy who's got 25 jumps in for yeah, my homie. It's a beautiful thing, man. Now, by it the way, this is a homie and free fly jump, so uh, it's the best version. Uh, it is. So the bonds you make, the it's communication, special, it's, it's it's special. special. Yeah. I get it, man. You
2: don't forget it. Like, uh, man, just, just randomly. And this kid came from Colorado. He just came from the land, do a couple jumps. He moved to Jacksonville. He's like, hey, is your name Brad? I'm like, yeah. What's your name? You you. Did my ground school and most of my AFF in Colorado. I'm like, huh. fuck yes. Karma paying it back. Like, you know, like that was yeah. that was super nice, you know? Like, and he was just super nice. That's all he said. And we shook hands and like, good to see. He's like, I'm going to come down here more. Like, you're right. That's that's why we do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, I love AFF. Man, yeah. the, the people, it's, and, and Nick,
0: I know you love teaching. Um, the problem that Nick has with teaching
2: is people well apparently? I'm about to hear it. <laughs> so. If people aren't willing to learn, have you to told learn, your therapist this, or is this we're just coming out right now? Oh, uh, yeah,
1: he's about to tell you.
0: If people aren't open <laughs> or willing to learn while he's teaching, he has no patience for them. If they want to, if they actually have any desire to learn, Nick will give them 24 hours of the day. Yeah, he will. I've watched you teach fucking Wuffos how to pack in. Not overly detailed information to overblow their mind, but in great detail. I've watched you teach students how to land better patterns, and as long as they listen, you give them all the time. The second they the don't crazy, listen, the crazy thing about that is, them.
2: say, say there's them. ten students, and um, you and I think we're good instructors. I'm just gonna say we do. We're and decent. There's, and there's one student that we don't reach, and and Nick reaches. Thank God we had Nick. I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm not. I don't know what kind of what you like teaching or not, I'm just saying, like, isn't that important to have a, a differential in teaching strategies or, or mentalities of, Hey, you know what? I can't reach this kid. Hand it off. Hand yeah. It off. I
1: think that's a part, like an important part of, an important dynamic of any team is to realize, Hey, uh, the most experienced people here probably have a few different ways that they can teach this. Yeah. But just because that person has the most experience doesn't mean there might not be a better fit with some, someone That's else right. on the drive. That's right. So, so you, if you've got to pass it off, then yeah. uh, let that person learn from who they, who they exactly. learn from. Exactly. Yeah. Who they choose
2: to learn from. You're right. It's never a failure to learn. It's always failure a Failure to teach, to teach. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I hate so. watching teachers push their style on somebody. Uh, my, the reason I love teaching so much is I love puzzles tons. The most diverse puzzle right, in the right. world is the human brain. Oh, man. I love. I,
2: I feel like they have, uh, you know those combination locks, right? Yeah, yeah. Have The spinny ones? Yeah. I feel like uh, students have them on their forehead, and I just like to. Nope. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. And when yeah. it clicks in, I, just, that's what I think. I don't know if they like that I'm playing with their forehead as much. I think that's a weird thing, but. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I deal with it. I enjoyed it. I now yeah. have rub marks on my forehead. Thank you very much. So
0: Nick, I uh, the one other thing I would say is, is Nick is one of the leaders in our community. You've known that oh since man, you've known yeah, him. Yeah. One of the reasons I believe you got your tandem examiner rating is as a leader, you should be able to lead from the front, and you should be able to lead. Oh, no pun intended. Lead from the front. Oh, that was so good. Front ride jokes. Um, but I'll leave all the
2: other jokes behind. That Uh-oh. one.
0: <laughs> oh, <Ay-oh. laughs> um, but also, even if you don't do any more examiner work, the I'm examiners who work with you, yeah. you know how to understand them. It gives you a true and understanding of where they're at.
2: Oh, for sure. Like I said, I never saw myself as being a tandem examiner. DRC uh, uh, promoted me to go do this for our internal good. You know, we have a lot of uh, good test jumpers. Right now, I'm the only tandem master in our crew. And unless I pull in CPS, uh, like Nick Kush or other people like that. And a lot of times we need to do big stuff. I got to have you put on 300 pounds and let's fly side by side or let's, we got to do stuff where we got to have multiple, you know, tandem masters. So they're like, oh, we need more tandem masters. And we have a, man, an incredible crew that I'm just really getting to know over the last year that work in the engineering department. So the point behind me getting my examiner rating really was to bring them into the fold as tandem masters. I don't know that they really want to take students, but I need 200-pound rucksacks on them tomorrow. You know, we need to do stuff where we can do side-by-sides with comms on and, mm-hmm and figure out what these wings are doing or opening characteristics and, and be able to fly side by side at the exact same wing loading. And so it's, it's a personnel issue. And so, although I, I would have always seen myself more as an AFF evaluator or, or examiner. And I never, I never sought after that back when working with Billy or, or Kip, I, I was had different goals, tunnel and stuff like that. And so I was like, I just love the evaluation process. Um I felt Kurt Verner on an AFF evaluation jump. Yeah buddy. love you Kurt. love I, you Kurt. <laughs> he's gonna remember that we're gonna get we're, we're gonna wrap up <laughs> this talk
0: with Nick and then get to DRC um, and I totally oh are you are you th- like trying to
1: convince me into this AFF rating right now? Yes, right now I'm gonna okay. g- give you one last word.
0: Okay. Here's the last thing. I hated Brussels sprouts, did not like Brussels sprouts and could not <laughs> stand Brussels sprouts until I ate Brussels sprouts he ate
2: Brussels sprouts.
0: Get the rating. Give yourself a license of jumps. In other words, do 25 and a license worth of AFS jumps and make I'm your he's own gonna decision. Love it. He's gonna love it. And no matter what we tell you, you know it's best for you. You
1: know, I think I, my biggest interest in going through the course is just learning the information that's in the course. Even going through someone someone who's good at teaching ground school, like, like you know, pr- before your dive flow one, mm-hmm. tra- transition to ground school, I can still learn new stuff. Or at least learn a new way to say or interpret information that I didn't get the first time, you know, yeah, and so uh going through the a f f course i I just want to see oh yeah i i they did tell me that during this course, I more than likely just didn't have the capacity to grasp the point mm-hmm. then, so I just want to see what other stuff is hidden in the course that I might be picking up that uh, that I'm going to get as we go through the course,
2: I think you're going to like the moment that you push the shill down and the door opens the most yeah there's a good chance i mean because yeah. you like I, intense skydives i know i, I think I dj know. is gonna is yeah. gonna yeah. like as soon as that show goes down his lights are gonna go on and be like holy.
1: well shit, I, i've I been know. at spaceland for eight years nice, and nice. dj's been doing courses for longer than i've been there yeah, yeah. and i get to see his stupid ass smile when he lands from an eval jump all right, all right. and i know like the
2: it's, but I mean students. I mean students. Right, right. Yeah. And,
1: well, and and maybe I'll get there. Yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not getting that too far ahead because I don't I don't imagine myself being a full time A F F instructor, but I think for the the knowledge of understanding the the, the whole drop zone better and what people's jobs yeah. are better, I do want to go through the right. course. Knowledge is king, right? But. I mean, what fascinates me is I know that on these jumps, I'm someone who's really good at, at feeling the pressure because I want to rise to the occasion, right? I don't want to let anybody down. And I know that based on your uh, the look on your face and your reaction on the ground. It's not
0: when I land. That expression when I land is usually a smile to celebrate their success. It's the smile No, the but door. sometimes Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's clo- fair b- behind closed doors. You <laughs> mean? No, no, no. no, the, no. When I Bef- set up to exit, ah, yeah. that's Ooh. when that's the grin you're like, talking that, about. That, you knew you, are, <laughs> you're, you, you you're are right. That is the, that is
1: the grin because I know you've got the plan in your head of how you're gonna <laughs> yeah. fuck. Uh, this
2: person. <laughs> so <laughs> fun too. I love it's and so I've looked
0: back at I've set up in the door and looked back and gave him a shit and I've
1: shared that smile. and and part of me enjoys and fears. The fact that I will be the recipient of the reason for that smile, if and when we do these <laughs> skydives together. Oh yes,
0: a hundred percent. If you yeah. ever see me smiling on the ground after an evaluation jump where I just screwed with somebody, it is always because of their success. Positive reinforcement. If I yeah. land, no, they don't oh, even have su- to see it. He celebrates you personally, yeah. I, dude. I love success. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, if yeah, you see me land and they weren't successful and I fucked with them, I'm not happy because I'm sad for them. I yeah, want yeah. them to be better, man. I have. You know me, yeah. Nick, and, and and I think everybody sitting in this room, from Justin to Brad, between all of us, we invest a hundred percent in the people we're training. So when they fell, you didn't not learn, you didn't teach, right? Yeah, right. So I, that I, I appreciate what you said. Yeah. No, you get it backwards. So DRC, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good. I
1: definitely need a few more scary uh, test jump stories. Oh man,
2: so um, scary I'm test jump some stories. Water. I'm really not peeing. Well, <laughs> scary test jump stories. I, all of them. Perfect. Are there any that you for can talk f- about, like some specifics? Oh, for sure. Do sure, have, do no, we no, have no, like no, a, for sure. Like for maybe sure. a
1: small, medium, and large problem that you've had. To no, deal I with?
2: I think I think the process of leading up to every test jump is scary in itself. Mm-hmm. And and let's just say, most of the wings we're jumping are not unstable. So it's the first like we lead into like, okay, here's something new. Um it's never been jumped, it just got manufactured, it's never been touched. We go up and we do what's called a stability test. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to full altitude, no hook, uh, no cameras. You have to have a hook knife. No one around you. We do very specific airspace control. Um, DRC is really m- centered around. Test jumper safety in the sense that we're just not hawking
1: stuff out the door. Can, can I ask real quick, is the camera for confidentiality's sake or just nope. so to, usually, to simplify the no, process? No, usually
2: we'll we wear, like, say, a belly mount or head mount. I prefer the belly mount because it shows from my chest plate all the way up through the wing. So any inputs I make, it shows, okay. you know, what deflection of anything, what inputs, uh, riser, all that. Um, but for a, a stability jump, uh, it's very regimented that we take it to full altitude. We have hook knives. We have no cameras, no snag points. That's why there's no cameras. Um, it's not a. It's not a confidential. It's just simply safety orientated, right? Um, and we literally try to rag, uh, break it, split it. We, it's a very prescribed program. I call it this 12-step program. Mm-hmm. It's because it's kind of funny to say that, but it's 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 a regimented uh, layer of testing that we really try to see how the canopy performs, and if it's we deem it's landable w- above our decision altitude, which in mine is still 2,500 feet. I don't know why it would ever be lower. 2,500 feet sounds like a great decision altitude for me. If uh, How many jumps do you have? I just crossed 15,200. 15,000
0: skydives. Yeah. You're a test jumper in 2,500 feet. You it's don't see reason to altitude. lower it. I don't see a reason to lower it. Respect.
2: Low. Yeah, I just... Respect. Because I've got 36 real reserve openings, and I think... And I don't log the DRC ones, over 100 other type of reserve openings. Um, the point is, is uh, 2,500 feet is good for me. If I'm going to land something, I'm going to land it. My choice is maybe not a good choice if it doesn't go good, but I'm going <laughs> to make sure for my personal safety and for my coworkers that uh, I make a good decision. So if that test jump works and, and you know my project leads are happy with it, we go do the exact same test jump with video. So we take it up and we do the exact same dive flow. And it's, I didn't know this. I mean, I, I knew you before, I, like as a free flyer, you know, I like to swoop. I like the swoop. i done done a lot of demos, but I wasn't, say, a quote-unquote canopy pilot that never competed in, in um, swoop comps. Did a fair amount of demos, but... What I'm learning right now about canopies every single day of my life, that's why my palms are sweaty. It's not because I'm scared. It's because I'm trying to ingest a large amount of information every day. Um, And I got a lot of good people around me. But the test jumps are work, man. You get down and your visor's fogged up. Like In the wintertime, in the summertime, you never fog up your visor in the summertime. It's fogged up. Like You're (laughs) working. You're pulling on risers. You're literally doing everything you can to make that canopy fail. And I think... That's what I learned about like being in this position right now. Like I didn't understand this before. I've always been a, I've always bled orange. I've jumped other canopies, but I have got to be honest with you. I've always bled orange, meaning I've always jumped PD. That's not what got me this job, but the fact that uh, I can go up and literally try to make this canopy uh, eat itself, or or all these other terms, frontal or collapse or whatever, whatever you want to come up with, and you envision a canopy would not be working would do. Um, trying to make it do that. And it is, it's solo not looking to build. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it is like trying to get your own airspace. And you even tell people on the plane, hey, look, I need airspace and I need to get upwind because you can't focus on, you can't focus on other groups. And man, and I feel like I'm learning at a rate, like, look, we can all be honest. Um, Rickster Powell was in my position. He's the OG test jumper of the world. He really is. Um, he's been great to me. Uh, Being able to be in a similar position, he's being at DRC uh, in charge of the rigging, in charge of the test jumping, in charge of the test jumpers and getting to know that process. That's a lot to begin with. And then me trying to take my skill set up as fast as I can. It's so fun, man. Go to work every day. Like All I get to do is rail on canopies I haven't flown in a tunnel in two years. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's not a priest. Is that okay to say that to him? To what? I just made a confession. Oh, that's fine. I haven't oh, flown okay. in a tunnel I'm, in two I'm, years. I've <laughs> flown <laughs> in a tunnel Nicholas, like... Uh, I have I have to forgive me for my sins. Um,
1: Maybe a couple handfuls yeah, of times in yeah. the last two years. Um,
2: no right now, it's captivating me. It's, uh, it's changed my perception of um, who I am as this guy ever. And like I said, we tell our students there's always new avenues. I... I Again, I've been listening to your podcast all week, but you don't know what you don't know. That's a cliche thing to say, except for when it's really real and you're in the situation of there's a canopy folding under and like, didn't know it could do that. (laughs) Here I am, you know. Um, Some people say if you're not cutting away, you're not test jumping right. (laughs) I don't think that's really, I mean, if you look at modern uh, wings, like what PD's putting out to me right now, like you have to push it way beyond modern limits, and then you have to answer other questions that I'm not prepared to answer. But I'm also going to have to say that when I do a 1,000 test jumps in a year and people ask you know, about new products, PD does not sit back and just put out a similar product with a different label or a similar product with a different look on the nose or whatever. I don't know. I don't know much about the other customers. I know that we test jump the shit out of things. And we do it with heavy wing loadings, white wing, light wing loadings, um, different personalities test jump. When we bring in athletes, like we rip up canopies, we destroy them. Sometimes we know it's not going to work. Hey, if you don't want to land this, don't land it. We just want to see what this does. When cool. you take a, a new thing out for a test jump, is there? I mean,
1: have you made a dive flow? Do you have a plan? Absolutely. Do you know, do you know every, every time, every
2: way you're going to fuck with this thing? It's, it's just like a VFS dive flow. Absolutely. Before you take off, you you know your gear checks. Uh, you know your airspace. Uh, you know who's around you. Uh, and this is not, we haven't even exited a plane yet. Um, whether we go from 5, 8, 10, 12, 13 and a half. Absolutely. Before we take off and, and, and internally in DRC, within test jumpers, we even talk about it. Okay, you're jumping this. We're jumping that. I'm jumping this. What are you working on? What are we focusing on? What are we looking on? And and like I said earlier, a lot of the test jumpers, we don't want to hear what the project leads or or LeBlanc necessarily wants us to see. And he's good about not cramming that down our throat. He's really good about coming in. This is what we want you to uh, jump. Give us 10, 20, 30 jumps on it. Let's look at your video. Let's talk about your perception. And then let's introduce, well, this is... This is kind of what we were hoping to do with this. Mm-hmm. So they don't cloud your mind. Right, they're uh, not putting expectations not, that you're trying to live up not. to. It's so, it's so smooth like that. Yeah, because you, you tell me, hey, I want it to have light front reservoir pressure. I'm either going to say yes or no, but if you, just by telling me that, it's made you, my you mind cloudy. It yeah, way, yeah, yeah. And so they're good at that. Sometimes John's in there and the project leads in there and he get out. Test jumper's out just project leads in there. And there's no offense, man. We go out and get a cup of water, and man, he doesn't. It's just smooth and okay. Come back. But that kind of makes
1: your job easier in a sense, right? Way easier, or or at least no, way easier. You don't feel any pressure to live up to their expectations. You're just going to give them your experience.
2: I feel like you only get in there if you work hard, and and when you get there, you have to work hard. You have to perform well but you don't have to perform on a particular project exactly the way they're looking for, because that, that makes it clouded. You know, like you you can't say I want lighter front riser pressure and I come back and say it's lighter. No, they don't do that at all. They're like, here's a swing, go rip it up for a week. We'll see at the end of the week. And That's so cool. Though. It's awesome. So, I mean, sometimes you put 30, 40, 50 jumps in. Sometimes you do 10. Sometimes we are doing really technical jumps and we only get 10 in a week, you know, or like, again, I have a passenger in a rucksack. It's, it's really all about like a very ironed-out process, our die flow, our safety. Um, I mean, there's a lot of writing on it. there's a lot of I mean, there is a lot of writing on it. We, I mean we get Mormon's comp for test jumping. Who gets Mormon's comp for skydiving? We take well, yeah, it serious. almost nobody. Yeah. We take it seriously. And so you asked me, if, is there a die flow? It's, psh, we've been talking about it for an hour before we go to the airplane. And it, amongst all the test jumpers, and you maybe you're jumping a 71 and I have a 150 and you have a 210, doesn't matter, same safety regulations, same expectations of gear, uh, you, you know, all the kind of gear we have, we can't go out there and jump without a helmet and, and flip flops. I mean, this is not what it's about. It's about taking these products out and, and maybe we have UPT products, it doesn't matter. They're all our customers and we take them out and we professionally put them through the as much intense <laughs> shit I guess I'm gonna say as we can and, and a lot of times look we got <laughs> modern gear we jump modern gear these days and I talk to Rickster you know quite a bit you know and he, man listening to the stories of the old days in the 80s man they would just cut away all the time but these days man the minor minor differences a centimeter here or this or that makes a big difference but it's it's pretty amazing technology I, mean, I don't cut away often. I'm not sitting here saying I cut away prototypes all the time. I don't. I try to. You try and find a reason I to. I try to find a reason to. That's my job. Pull your front ri- risers down to your navel. See what happens. Mm-hmm. What do you fly? What do you fly? Just as, Se- 71 Valkyries. 71. Right. So pull your front riser down to your navel. See what happens.
1: I mean, I try. I'm just not that strong. I mean, either.
0: But, so <laughs> His belly button's not that far away yeah. from the risers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. saying.
2: Like, like we we really try to push. And the cool thing we have, you know, like uh, we have different size test jumpers. Uh, Allison and Amanda, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's a bigger dude, you know. Uh, Mike and uh, Craig, myself, and uh, 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 Mike, uh, Danny. Sorry, I said Mike twice. So we're all different sizes, different experience levels. I think I have the most jumps, but sometimes the person with the less jumps can give. Some pretty insightful information you know
1: like oh, i've done because they might not have some of those old ideas in their that's head right
2: around. that's right so man it's it's um this is how i felt when i first started working say at the tunnel i'd say russ and steph and strange and 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 those kids like man this is a cool new step in my progression you know like tunnels are cool and then organizing was cool i'm just as excited about that i feel like i'm a a baby i feel like there's a mountain of information in front of me right now and even though i've done a thousand jumps this last year i've climbed one rung i feel like um because they they'll throw me something military-wise hey go put 600 pounds in front of you and do this like it's easy to exit because you go this way (laughs) (laughs) um there's a lot yeah a lot of gear checks a lot of safety a lot of protocol but it doesn't get old because we have a small crew and it's uh In the end, I think what excites me about it is, man, if we do this much testing, when there a wing that comes out from these people or a container that comes out or whatever they're working on, we've fucked with it as much as any person could possibly fuck with it. And I think that's the sentiment I get from, say, uh, John LeBlanc or Bill Coe. They want to go home at night and sleep well. They're not going to put a wing in someone's hand that's, man it's not the lawsuit thing it's the conscious you know that's the mm-hmm. sentiment that's built into the drc be safe with what we're doing follow protocol don't fuck that up <laughs> but at the same time rail on this stuff make sure that when we get to a product like it is we tried to rip it in half you know and that's man I'm
0: sweaty talking. About. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped up <laughs> talking about it. I want to kind of transition, staying on the same conversation, but to a specific customer of yours. Cool. And it's because I've, I've been really excited to have this conversation all week. Uh, a few years ago at PIA, I forget which one I first saw it, I'm going to totally misname the seminar. Okay. You'll make sense of the seminar. Okay. It was from concept to customer. It was a PD seminar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember the seminar? Mm-hmm, yep. Um, and one of the things I talked about in that, and they actually divulged numbers on the Lightning and the Valkyrie. So I'm going to yep. say some numbers. I'm going to be very, very round, but they're both very, very close. Cool. Both canopies and help me because I'm probably wrong. Had close to a thousand, or if not a thousand, test jumps each over four years. I would say prior easily. I would say easily
2: plus. Okay, easily they, plus. They also
0: yeah. talked about and actually showed data sheets of what you guys filled out. They showed videos of s- sample videos of what you guys are are going through. And I know there's got to be limitations to what you can talk about, but I would love to hear what you can talk about that you go through a PD canopy no, we, to make sure we, they're, they're We ready. can
2: talk about it just like that. What you just said is, because we talked about it in the seminar, like our, our data logging consumes 60% of the test jump. The test jump itself happens. We wear video on everything, sometimes multiple angles, uh, head, chest mount, sometimes foot mount. Outside. sometimes outside yeah uh, and then we go through a really elaborate uh, uh data collection process where we sit down in front of a, a database and we we really do just take our time we're not we're not just cranking jumps uh, we do a lot of jumps but we're not just doing 50 back to backs all day what we're doing is when we come in from each jump we drop our rig we immediately go debrief ourselves right mm-hmm. we use video we 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 explain everything, exit altitude, uh, how long of a delay we took, um, every kind of conditions, the, the ground winds, the upper winds, what the temperature, I mean, just really detailed. And it doesn't, every test jump's the same. We don't just say that we're going to make 10 really detailed jumps. Every test jump is is data-orientated as the previous one. The safety-orientated as the previous one. And it takes some time. You can't... I mean, some days we do crank out 12 or 15 jumps. We do. But on those days, we were looking for something very particular. you know. But most days, we make 20-minute calls or 40-minute calls, and we spend most of our time debriefing amongst our team, data collection, um, making the jump worth it, not just going out there and ripping out fun, crazy canopy flights, which... Can't say it's not fun. <laughs> but uh no, it's it's very it's very detail oriented and that's I didn't realize that. And again, like being a PD customer my whole life and coming into DRC, like this is cool, test jumping's cool. Holy shit, it's a lot of work. Uh it's not all a lot of work uh being in the sky and working working on the skydive, working on your dive flows. But when we get down, 60% of it's done on the ground. Not only just data collection, but again, rebriefing safety. What we're doing on the next one, we can't waste the skydive. They put up so many skydives, so many test jumps. Every jump's got to count. We can't waste any of them. You know, we got to be precise. We got to be safe. Safety man John crams that. I don't want to use the word cram, but he does not. He's relentless about it. You know, and it's good, cool. Hey, I like it. I test jump for a living. He's not afraid. He's He's like, if you get on a plane and there's one thing that's not right in your mind, ride the plane down. I don't care what it is. You know, you won't be nothing wrong. You're not going to get fired or demoted. Like if there's one thing in your mind that doesn't fit in your stomach, ride the plane down. We'll deal with it later.
0: I wish every jumper would take that mindset because we make the biggest mistakes when we are doubting ourselves and second guessing ourselves. Yeah, we do. And and I love I've that done that's that before.
2: a fact. It's it's terrible.
0: I uh, I actually yeah. tore a calf muscle on a jump that I was doubting myself, questioning myself. And you know that power of visualization we preach it? Yeah. I actually was so specific with what I was scared of, I did exactly did. that. I Isn't
2: de- that what we're most... We usually do what we're most scared of. Yeah. Right? And that's, God, human brains. Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: it's so cool to to hear and see that these are the processes that you guys go through. And I don't think John, I do believe John and and other people and and you, because you are the manager of DRC you're cramming this information down your staff's throat. Like you need to be safe. Don't do this, do this, do that, do that. I don't think you guys do that just because you care about your staff, but because you care about the customers and and back to you want to go to sleep tonight. That's right. Hey, somebody got hurt on a canopy. What happened? He turned low. Oh, that sucks. What happened? He had a frontal
2: collapse that we could have, Tested easily for. Easily tested for, yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's got to suck.
2: Yeah, it's, I'm still learning. Like, I've been test jumping for a year and three quarters now. I can't tell you, I, I can't tell you the things I learned yesterday. <laughs> I literally can't. But yeah. the point is, is uh, it's nonstop. It is nonstop. And and they're pushing it. They push us mm-hmm. in a good way. Like, man, in a constructive, safe environment way. But we're encouraged. And, man, our customers need to fly the wings above their heads that they intended to fly, that they intended to buy, that they trusted to buy, you know? It's fun, man. It's fun to be a part of this team. Um, and man, again, like I feel like my baby in Skydiving. I've been 20 years into it, and I'm pretty so fucking stoked.
0: One of the things I like seeing in that seminar we talked about is they show that you guys collect objective data. Mm-hmm. And then you guys also are very encouraged to collect subjective data, because Jumpers' opinions, whether they're right or wrong, yeah. perception, unfortunately, means so much more than it perception might show. Perception is reality sometimes, it, it right? It really is. Yeah. So I want to kind of share, and again, I know there's limits, but what kind of objective data are you looking for when you are test jumping? And then what kind of subjective thoughts do you bring to the table? Because so, everybody's different.
2: So a lot of times what we try to do is limit our test jumpers into knowing very little data coming into a project mm-hmm. or, or even if it's a minor change. A minor change. the minor is change. You don't want to know about. And then other times what we do is we'll bring in athletes, PD athletes or uh, PD um, sponsored athletes, team members that might jump uh, whatever they're trying to work on, similar wings or stuff. So there's where we get a balance. Okay, you get a test jumper that is in the office or in DRC every day, and you get John in there and the project leads in there, and eventually you get your head flooded with the ideas that they're working on. And then we work on it enough to like, okay, hey, we feel good about this. Let's bring out someone who has no idea what we're talking about, but is within our team or in our inner circle and, and let's let them jump it. We, they have no idea what we're talking about. Just go jump it. It's safe. It's stability tested. It's not an issue about that. Just go give us a complete response that you don't even know what you're looking for. So that's the range right there. So we mm-hmm. go from test jumpers knowing nothing. Here's a project jump the snot out of it get to a point where you just can't help from hearing things you can't help it Right? right yeah. we're all talking we're all interfacing it's a lot of collaboration in that team between the r&d department and drc um both for obviously safety but just for progression of a project and then of course eventually you hand it to an athlete it's a trusted athlete it's a pd athlete you know like hey you jump this kind of wing or you we made one change on something um and that's i think that's what any company does you know like you you don't recreate the wheel you're you're constantly learning and i think that's why pd puts up so many test jumps they they want to see what one minor change might do what's a centimeter here this there something like that like what does it do i don't know go put 50 jumps on it and see what it does does it do anything oh you think it does this maybe we bring in someone who's trusted like a claudio or someone who's you know a really proficient canopy pilot and what does he think or poly or something like that you know and, and so like that, that's the spectrum right there it's subjective uh subjective like that like we go from knowing nothing to knowing something of course we cross that line and then at some point we say hey you don't know anything about this project go jump this dj All right you, you're qualified to jump this wing go you jump must it. be a
0: Manta 288 if you're asking me <laughs> 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 um it, it's uh. That's funny. That. <laughs> Actually, one of the last times we saw each other on the DZ uh, was Waller, and I was oh, doing yeah, an AFF yeah. course, and half the that was a long time. Ago, most yeah. was a long time ago. Yeah. Most of the DZ didn't know I was there doing an AFF course because we were there all week, and the boogie just showed up. Yep. And I was on an eval jump, flying. I, I was the last one on the ground, and I was flying a student pattern, and everybody I heard was on the ground, cussing like, "Who the fuck is this guy? What the fuck is he doing?" Blah 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 blah. Because I flew like a student, right. and then when I landed. A bunch of guys started laughing because people realized, oh, that was DJ. Oh, what the fuck? And, of course, uh, Potter and IT had to. You remember those fellas? Yep, yep. They had to debrief Very well. me. But I want to go back to, to the jumps. Uh, one of the things that you might be recording is opening altitudes. Of course. Yeah? Constantly. How do you guys get the data to how long it takes from activation through inflation?
2: Man, there's a lot of uh, technical devices. GoPro has a, a GPS backpack. You can put on a GoPro 4. Um, we have uh, internal units we can put on our mud flaps um, as a test jumper. So that's just that's really precise technical data. Mm-hmm. As a test jumper, you really hone in your ability to say, "I'm going to take a 10 second delay," and that means from the time I exit to the time the pilot shoot I released from my hand, mm-hmm. right? Not not approximately 12 to 15, but like we get it down to where you can say, "I'm taking a 10." I took a 10. And then we watched the video. Did you take a 10 or did you not? And that's what that's part of the process of learning too within our, our department is like, okay, I meant to take a 10, I took an eight. I meant to take a 10, I took a 15 or 12. Um, so we have a, a, a personal, uh, a human perspective side of it. And then we use uh, electronics to back us up. So we have units that we put on our rigs, GoPro GPS units, um, Video, again, that's just time-lapse, basically, right? And we just combine all of that, you know? And and the R&D department, that's a cool thing, is we collect, they crush, you know? Yeah. Our job at DRC is precise data collection, you know? We leave it up to John and his team over there to crush the data. And we try not to get involved in interpretation of that data. We want to just be precise. What our job is is safety, collection of data, And being able to reproduce a situation, you know, whether it's a cutaway, or or are we tandem terminal, or are we cutting away a sport rig, or do we have rucksacks on, or are we we opening a wing at six seconds and don't take it to eight, only take it to six. And that's a very important thing. Don't mess that up. And when the engineers tell us, take this to six, okay, we're taking it to six. And you don't always know why, and frankly, probably don't care. I don't want to know. It's like, whatever. (laughs) And I trust the team that I work for over there, the R&D department, we're very close. We you have we, to we meet all the to time. Him. I'm engaged to one of them. Not all of them. <laughs> all of it's them. It's not quite like that. <laughs> you're not from Utah. Uh, yeah, not from Utah. I'm not Mormon. <laughs> Wait, aren't you from Utah? Yeah, yes, I am. No. Oh, oh man, I knew I was going to hit it at some point. I was going to mention that. <laughs> at some don't point you dare this.
1: talk <laughs> shit about my savior well, Joseph Smith. One
2: of the one of the, one of the, one of the
1: <laughs> he will let me marry as many women as I please. And I if you that. can
0: handle more than one, good for it, you, buddy. It's
1: been a few years though
2: that i found you in a coffee shop though in Salt Lake. Remember, I was with. With Ryan Risker? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, I
1: yeah. Do you remember that?
2: That uh, was a while well back. But um, uh, that's one of the first times I think I actually shook your hand and got to know you. But, um, but yeah, it's about trusting your team. It's about, hey, take six seconds. And our job is data collection, safety, reproduction of what the engineers want and being able to do it in a scientific way that we don't fucking kill ourselves. Rule number one, don't die. Have you had any
1: malfunctions that you've been a- unable to create? like this happened on this jump I'm going to go try and make that happen again and it hasn't happened
2: um sure sure I mean we get uh we get canopies in from the field um that the customer says does this mm-hmm. we try our best man we at, at that point you feel for the customer almost more than for PD The customer sends in a canopy says it's doing this well we want to make it do this we want to so what do we do we use different packers we use different wing loadings we we try to create a situation that we can see it through the customer's eyes you know and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't you know as far as prototypes uh, that's just a you just see what you get you know um, god i wish i could see more of those videos man I wish I could show them. I wish I could talk about (laughs) them, man. I would endlessly talk about them. Is
1: is there, like, at the end of a completion of a project, is there any chance that that stuff gets shared with the public? uh, Probably never. You know
2: what gets shared with the product? is a solidly tested product that was put through rigorous, sometimes painful testing. Um, And now we're ready to hand it to someone and say, hey, PD, it's, it's good go for it you know i actually heard pd it's i do awesome.
0: know if you were in here when we started the conversation at the seminar from concept to customer but in that seminar they showed a test video and they actually said this will probably be the only time you'll ever see a test video yeah, so tough. i don't feel like
2: I'll, like it's a tight it's a tight room and, and you guys are pd athletes yeah yeah you're welcome to come by the drc anytime and knock on the door and i'll come outside
0: <laughs> what a oh! I thought we were about to at least to invitation. check out the
2: room. No, no I mean can't and, even and see the room. No, and the thing is, is um, can I smell the door? Uh, you can smell the door when it's closed. Sweet, as long as I can look at. Yeah. And look, and, and one <laughs> of the things that John is uh, very uh, passionate about, like, look, people understand what we're doing here at Deland, and a lot of times people are from out of town, so let's just role play. Hey, wh- you're test jumping or something, right? What me? Would, yeah, I am. What would you, you say? You're asking me. What, oh what, what, are you ju- what are you jumping? Yeah, what are you jumping? What are you jumping? Uh, I'm jumping the 150. What kind of 150? It's purple and green. Purple and green. What is it? It has toggles. It has toggles. Like what is it though? It's 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 a canopy. Uh, it's it's right here.
0: But you can tell me. I'm an AFF instructor. I know you're one of those <sighs> test jumpers.
2: Yeah, I know. But so I you know it has toggles. But I'm a
0: gear nerd, <laughs> and I have to be able to tell my students what so you have. What
2: we try to do. What <laughs> we try- these I arguments. know. I know. What we try to do is make sure. Um, listen, man. Uh, we don't want to put anyone off. We want people to be excited. I don't care what company you're excited about. PD, if it's PD, is your company excited about? Awesome. I hope it is. But we want to make sure we interact with the, the, the population. Look, man, we're out there trying to do our best to make sure we get good products. We can't tell you. And I guarantee you can't want to. not tell you. I, for sure, I want to uh, sit around and talk shop. For <laughs> sure, let's sit here and talk about it. But we can't. First for of DRC club. Don't talk don't about talk it. Talk about DRC so Club.
1: Then, what are the uh, prerequisites to become a test jumper? Wow. Let's say, let's say you've made this sound so intriguing to me, and I want to do test jumps on parachutes. What do I? What do I have to do first?
2: Wow, I knew I might get this question. Well, you shouldn't have made let it me, sound so let cool. Me, let, me, let me back up. <laughs> let me back up a little bit. Let me back up a little bit because look, we talk about Rickster. You guys know Rixter. Rickster I've don't? heard his name, but I uh, only yeah. only recognize I don't know him, him. But pioneer in test jumping um, and swooping, just swooping, just canopy was was really the one of the first test jumpers, if not the first test jumper I'm mm-hmm. going to give him the proper thing he was the first test jumper. maybe I'm wrong by one person um maybe maybe john and and uh, Bill were yeah. the first test jumpers and and I'm off by that but the first what did, what did I do? um jumper. I showed an interest in helping out when I first got to the land. I moved from Chicago tunnel flying a bunch there, and showed an interest of like you know I kind of want to build a new skill set i'm I've done tunnel coaching and AFF tandems, uh, this sounds kind of fun. So they let me in and let me do a couple test jumps, and it turned out I performed well, and I I like structure. I like, I'm I'm a master rigger within a few months. They're like, hey, would you want to, Participate more, so I got to do some of the heavy drops they do, where they test, you know, secret, secret shit we can't talk about, but they drop a lot of weight out of fast-moving airplanes just to watch them blow up or not, which usually <laughs> they, they don't. Which was kind of surprising because I heard a bunch of horror stories. We're gonna watch canopies blow up, and they didn't. But it was kind of it was cool to see, you know, dump out a lot of weight out of a fast-moving aircraft. So I went and did that and, and helped out with the rigging on that. And uh, your question was, how do you do? Th-? I uh, they're not hiring. Right place, right time Um, Yeah, My journey was uh, Just like anyone else's journey Kind of right place, right time Uh, And I've worked a lot of years To be in this sport Just like you two I would equate it to being a PD athlete Really
0: because everybody wants to apply Everybody wants to be an athlete And I won't discourage anybody from trying But I've known enough of the marketing team Over enough of the years That uh, when they're ready for you They'll let you know yeah, go though. Hey. It was kinda like that. Brad, what you doing tomorrow? It was it was
2: having tandem experience, rigging experience, um a decent handful of jumps. I'm not gonna say I have a lot of jumps. There's plenty of people out there that have way more. Forty five thousand? <sighs> yeah. That's why I, I tell people I want to get to thirty thousand before I die, and I can't imagine getting forty five thousand. Man, it's crazy. I'm trying. Trying. It, <laughs> What's nuts. the most you've done in, in a year? What's the Twelve hundred is my busiest year. Yeah. I slowed down a little bit when I was in Dubai. I went down to 600 jumps or so a year. The one year that uh, we, because I wasn't on Nexus as a four-way team, but we uh, we got to do a blue-collar team in Dubai because Nexus was the predominant four-way VFS team, and there were a lot of other good flyers there. And so we came up with an idea: is like, let's do a team of just the working skydivers. We call it blue-collar. We went to I nationals one year. Yeah, blue-collar. We had a lot of fun. We competed in. Uh, Advance. it was super fun um that year we i did like 750 that year because we just banged out 200 jumps in a month and a half before nationals mm-hmm. but s- i've been on about a thousand jump pace for most years since i don't know 2009 or 10 i i would say 10 for sure so, so we've
1: got dubai did you you worked in chicago as well
2: i went from dubai to jordan which might have been my favorite place to live in the world. Jo-
1: we're meaning that the country the of, Jordan. of Jordan, Jordan, yeah. Wh-
2: and what takes you out there? It's having, you know. got having, Yeah. I got there because of Dubai, basically. Okay. Yeah. Blew my mind. Uh, I've lived in seven different countries, and Jordan was not the most comfortable. It's my favorite by Why? far. The favorite well, that's part. That's a deep question. Uh, um, we got time. Okay, so I lived uh, about a half mile east of the Israeli border. And a half mile north of the Dead Sea, and when I opened my cabin door, the first thing I saw was Israel. The Weeping Wall was literally right in front of my door. If I, as a crow flies, is about thirty miles up the hill. So I, every morning, everything that happened in Israel, or sorry, uh, uh, Jerusalem, I said Israel, Jerusalem. Every I could hear everything down the hill, like every church bell that rang. Um, seeing Christianity and Muslims live next to each other and not care, peaceful. It's not always been peaceful in Jordan, I get it. Meeting Jordanian people, eating, sitting down, breaking bread with Jordanian people blew my mind, blew my mind, seeing the rights of women in Jordan. They're not all what I would like them to be, but they're pretty amazing considering the region. Um, Jumping over the Dead Sea, I'm a history buff jumping over the Dead Sea. The most amount of jumps I have did in a day was in Jordan. It was 25. I want to uh, see that map, Nick, when you're done. It is. Yeah,
1: I just pulled up the map to see these spots that you're talking it's about. Bl- the Dead Sea is a lot more narrow than I thought it oh, would. Oh, man. Well, it
2: used, to, it used to be way way wider, of course. But uh, Going to Petra. Petra is one of the seventh wonders of the world. Seeing Petra multiple times, taking multiple groups of people there, and getting lost with a bunch of Kiwis once there was just literally getting lost in Petra. You know what Petra is? No, besides you know, the canopy. Uh, okay, yeah. So you know uh, Indiana Jones? Yes. You know, he runs out that, that, that classic uh, that red wall so behind him with is. the columns. That's exactly yeah. it. That's a rose wall right there. Yes, I know what Petra is. So Petra is where it was a lost civilization. The Romans founded. the found it red bulls jump into there. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. got to be a gnarly base jump because I've been there. Um, going there, a bunch of Wadi Rum is a mountain region. You, what was the movie where they made where the guy he was on Mars and he grew potatoes? What's the name of the, the, the Martian? Yeah, the, the of, Martian. Martian. Yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it was, I don't know. Um, and then going to Aquabod. So it's a really small country. It's the size of uh, it's the size of um, Illinois. And I made my most favorite jump of my entire career there, for sure. What jump was that? Uh, it was me and Jason Russell and uh, Raul. We did a demo. And uh, the the capital of Jordan, uh, it's called the City of the Seven Mountains, because. It's literally seven mountains stacked up against each other, and they just built houses. And so it's like, shh, 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 shh. I'm on, I'm on as the capital, and unwalked, unseen on a map, really at all. We jumped onto the highest point of the city of the seven mountains, and to me, I think about like Genghis Khan made it to that city. <sighs> like they didn't surpass that city because of the way the city was. Then there's so much history that went down. We jumped on the very highest point. The Hercules, uh, that's that's not the Arabic pronunciation because I speak English, but the Hercules ruins on the top of that city, which you could overlook the entire city. So we got out at 4,000 feet above where we landed, landed high performance parachutes there. And at 1,000 feet, you realize, what the fuck did I just do? Because Mm -hmm. you're looking down at 12 to 1,500 foot ravines and just houses and wires. And there's nowhere to go, absolutely nowhere to go. And uh, I just landed thinking, what else am I going to do that's better than that? And like, no one's ever landed a parachute there. We just all stopped and looked at each other like, probably shouldn't do that twice. We just did it. And it, uh, that blew my mind. That was 2013. Still haven't made a j- And I'd love Scott, I not get me wrong. <laughs> Still haven't made a jump that made a bigger impact in my life than that. Yeah, for sure.
0: It's so cool. One of the favorite things I've heard this week is quite a few of my friends travel. Um, And we've heard a lot of it this week. And it seems like almost everybody who's traveled through the Middle East um, have had extremely life-changing circumstances. What is it about the Middle East that has allowed people to change their perspective?
2: I think a lot of times getting out of your own culture would do that. Americans shoot it. A lot of Americans don't even leave their own county. I moved to Indiana at one point to work. Mind blowing, right? And
0: they never left their county. I'm like, what the?
2: I think what it was for me, like, because I'd lived in different. I'd lived in um, Germany, Denmark, Australia um, before I went to Dubai. But for Dubai, what it was about for me is not necessarily the culture is different because the culture in Dubai is whatever you want. You can go to a club or a bar or a restaurant and get any culture you want. What blew my mind there is I made lifelong friends from Romania and South Africa. France, New Zealand, Russia, uh, every culture, Zimbabwe, every culture that I never had friends from before, all of a sudden became my everyday running mates and just hearing their stories and sharing my life with them. That's what made Dubai for me. Dubai itself, beautiful if you want to think it's beautiful. I think it's fake. (laughs) <laughs> Not It's all a bunch of hotels and stuff, but it was beautiful because of the people I was around and the people I got to meet and the experiences we had together. Being, being in a Middle Eastern country, going around getting crazy, probably crazier than we should have gotten, but just the people I met, I still stay in contact with. It's, that's what made Dubai for me. Jordan, on the other hand, was a land of just... I'd never experienced something like that. I'd lived in Germany and Denmark. Beautiful, man. Go to Scandinavia women are beautiful. Ever, fucking ever, everyone's beautiful in Scandinavia. <laughs> women, men, bicycles, cars are beautiful there. <laughs> but being in Jordan blew my mind in a different way. But Dubai, my most favorite thing was just the people I met, and especially in the skydiving community. Yeah, man, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Just, Naomi, hope you're listening.
0: I think it's a fair way to describe it, though. Like sometimes not putting it in the best words puts it in the best perspective. Yeah, and I think it reflects kind of back to the beginning of the show where you're like, "Florida sucks. Um, I don't like Texas. I I love being in Texas. I love Texas in general, but I'm not going to retire to Texas. It's flat. It's hot. It's humid. It sucks." I love the access to to the community I have. When I say community, specifically the skydiving and wind tunnel flying community, because we have such a strong presence. Oh, yeah, you do. The land has a very uh, different but very strong presence because of the industry. Yep, yep. And then uh, just the people I know, man. Yep. It, it's about the presence of, of an industry I can work in. And then, man. Nick and I and Justin, uh, we've all kind of like become friends to a point, and, and I don't want to leave that. Um, I'm downplaying; these are some of my closest <laughs> friends right here. Um, I, I love it's totally
1: one-sided. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just kidding. I love you. You're beautiful. You're great.
1: I love you too, man. I don't want you. I, if you told me, if you told me when we got home, hey, this land thing was really fun, but I decided I'm gonna r- retire this year to this place, or I'm gonna move my company to this place. Yeah, man, it would it would be
0: rough. I actually would want I don't want to ever run this show. Re- run this show remote, but I would do it if I moved. And it's well, only nine years away, so
2: that's a cool show. But but what you're <laughs> saying is right. Like man, Florida's not my favorite. I claw my way out of bed every morning with vigor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm happy to be here. I live on the drop. Oh, you zone. meant
0: then? I thought you meant like you were fighting because you no, want to be in it. No, no. Then I do no. get what you mean.
2: I claw my way out of bed. I'm ready to go. Like we live on the drop zone, alley and I. We one wheel everywhere. I don't. I don't use these peasant sticks for anything. If you're watching this, it's his legs. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't use these things for anything. We one wheel everywhere. We go grocery shopping. Go to the bars. We go to the beach and ride them. Have you eaten shit on that one wheel? Many, many times. We've uh, had hospital expenses already. (laughs) Oh, perfect. We don't need to talk about those right now. Yeah, we. (laughs) All right. So I I do got to know what did you do to wipe out on the? I haven't had the worst one. Unfortunately, I'm gonna. Tell on Allie. I took her to the hospital after a concussion. It was a pretty bad wreck. She knew two answers when they asked her. She knew my name, and she knew who was president.
0: Both tragic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks. She didn't know what year, her age, her address, anything that was going on, where she worked, anything. She knew that my name was Brad, and Trump was president. And then they were like, you don't know how many people come in here with concussions, that the only thing they know is Trump's president? I'm not going to get into political conversation here, but that's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Well, it's just be, you funny. either love them or hate them. Either way, Either way, you know. it's in your mind, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're pretty dangerous, man. Um, I got scars. Yeah, there's some scars. Do you, do you ride it on the road? you ride it on the sidewalk? Everywhere, everywhere. Just on everywhere. On the beach, it doesn't matter. 100%. Like, uh, we have a sprinter van. Uh, the van is reserved for putting motorcycles in. Street bikes or dirt bikes, we have one of each of piece. And we try not to drive the van unless we're taking the dog to the dog park, and that's a toy hauler. Absolutely everywhere we go is on one wheel. So to work, to PD, to the drop zone. If it's raining, we'll take the van, but rarely do we choose to do that. Or sometimes we just put on rain gear and ride a motorcycle. But
0: uh, to be fair, it's about one mile for the furthest ride yeah. that you just mentioned. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so have you ever tracked how many miles you ride that thing? I'm curious. Uh, yeah.
2: So I've got a, almost 1100. You know Ziggy from the drop 1, zone. 1100 miles yeah. on your wow. one wheel. That's yeah. badass. That's not. No Ziggy has like 5200 miles. Woo! So that's not you know, you know Ziggy uh, you go so. you should meet him he's a legend around the land he's he's a Packer here free flyer in the day but no you can ride them you can ride the shit out of them you can get a eighteen nineteen miles of charge and um, don't let John listen to this but we charge it at work so he pays for it <laughs> um, he won't hear this right. Yeah, I, was I actually, everybody. he's watching live right now. <laughs> I just saw it on the screen. But no, you plug it in like a <laughs> Tesla. You drive it downtown. You plug it into a bars. You know, you charge it back up. We come back. Um, it's it's awesome. I brought my helmet. You actually ride to
0: downtown Deland. <laughs> oh, of course we do. That's yeah. So
2: I, I retract that it's only a mile because it's a lot more than a mile now. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, you get, like I said, 18, 19 miles of charge. It goes 18, 19 miles an hour before it shuts off. And then you after it shuts off, you go to the hospital. But if you can keep it below that, <laughs> if you can keep it below that, it's uh, pretty tame. I mean, it's like a oh. snowboard, skateboard, surfboard, surfboard, concrete sport. They're fun
0: to ride. I've enjoyed They're them. great, man. But I just think I learned something. When the battery dies...
2: It just shuts it off. It seizes. Immediately shuts off.
0: So it doesn't, like, roll to a stop. Right before it dies. You roll to a so, stop. So, so this <laughs> there's this
2: phenomenon called pushback, and you either get it when the battery's ah. dying or if you're trying to exceed top speed. And what it does is it pushes your back foot... It makes your front leg straighter, and your back foot starts to bend, and it so pushes back. It's f- telling you. The front's you. coming up. Yeah, it's telling the you. The same motion you would do to List, intentionally slow down. Yeah, listen, chucklehead. You're about to <laughs> fuck yourself up. <laughs> you listen or you don't. You can also ride on the I edge of I bet you that listen pushback. a little
1: more the second time than you did the first time. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I've never hit pushback. I think that's... Or I don't know what happened with Allie. If you know Allie, she's a swooper. She's a little badass. Wants to go fast as fuck every time. <laughs> So I can imagine she probably just went too fast. Or if you get speed wobbles really bad, who knows? She can't remember is the thing.
3: <laughs> and she's
2: really competent on everything she does. But when you crash that hard, you crash that hard. And that's what happens for human beings. You hit your melon, you hit your melon. And um, <laughs> I'm going to tell a story. Mm. Luckily, it's not on tape. So we're <laughs> she's, she's there getting her eyes Hang stitched. Hang on. Let me pause it real quick. <laughs> it's she's all digital. She's <laughs> getting her eyes stitched up. And she's starting to come back to reality. And she's a funny fucking girl, man fun is fun. She loves to talk shit. And, and so that literally the doctor's stitching her eye up and she looks up at him and she's like, she's like, funny what her girl will do to get out of anal. And the guy's <laughs> got a needle her. I'm like, stop, this is not the <laughs> right time. And it was just a joke. Like, she's just like, she came back to reality and she's like, I'm going to tell a joke.
0: <laughs> I'm like, perfect. <laughs> okay. Man, have you ever had a concussion, Nick? Uh, yeah, it's been a really long time, but you, I don't, but re- I, I have, I've had a couple ma- major concussions and I tell you one thing I remember about them. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I don't not remember. That's exactly right. Shit. I remember like what the, your
2: friends tell you, you said or did or
0: yeah. And it's always supposedly entertaining. Did. Yeah. I, I, I believe all of them because I know when I have a filter, I have no filter <laughs> <laughs> at that point. You even have less of so one. So then
2: when you remove filter game on.
0: Yeah. It, it, yeah. it is a bad day. Yeah. These one wheels have—they've been so much fun to watch because i, I have noticed that the land crowd riding them a lot because yeah. I got a lot of friends out here, uh, yeah. and I constantly see videos on Facebook of uh, Pope and
2: yep. God damn uh, it, yeah. what's her name? Uh, Jen, baby, uh, yeah. baby, baby, doll. Doll. baby doll. baby doll. <laughs> baby doll. I, I i wanted to—you said name. Of course, I call her baby doll because that's her nickname. Yeah, yeah, it's Jen. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's so funny because I found out everybody out here calls him Jim. Oh, and it's somebody, the Pope.
2: Yeah, I learned. I, I met him as Pope. He's the flying Dallas. Pope, right? Yeah, He's yeah. Pope. I met her. As, I met them as Pope, and I knew Baby Doll from when I started skydiving. She was. She was a Do they call yeah. her Jen here now? I don't know. I call her Baby Doll. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> I was like,
0: man, when you said Jen, I'm like,
2: who's <laughs> that? That is her name. Yeah, that is her name. I, yeah, I, yeah. I know her name, but yeah. like Baby Doll, that's yeah. her fucking name. I get to interact with them all at nights. Old oh. Dallas crew, like, like, so, so some parts of the land. Pretty stimulating, you know? in the
0: best possible way. Those two are some of the goofiest motherfuckers, Love and those are my favorite kind of people in the world. They're, They're always so real. awesome.
2: They never show up with any kind of like. Uh, no, there's just them. There's no drama. No. I mean, unless Uh-oh. you count <laughs>
0: just well, smiling, goofy, I don't grinning. Count, I, don't,
2: I don't count smiles That's as drama. drama right? There's no drama with smiles. Yeah. You know no, Jim
0: Pope? We saw him. Yeah, yeah I, yeah. I met him. With and he his painted his
2: one wheel we all white. <laughs> I don't know why. Style, my friend. I think it's style. I guess so. I don't have a lot of that. Man, maybe.
0: <laughs> I, I will never ever try to justify or figure out the logic of Pope, but I will enjoy the human being. Have you seen his hair lately? Yeah. It's killing dude, it. What's up, I mean, sideshow Bob? Speaking from a,
2: speaking from a bald dude. Oh, man. Yeah, I was like, man, can you just shave that off? Put some super glue on it. I'll wear it, dude. He could cut and off I, half of it, and both of us would still look like hippies. Yes, we could. I, I mean, it's, we would. We'd both be air hippies finally, instead of just
0: man. Anyway, I grow the Are beard we? just <laughs> so I can prove I can still grow hair somewhere because I'm yep. Asian. I can't grow hair anywhere else. That's a lot of information. Well, look, man, I have like three chest hairs. <laughs> Thank
2: you. Oh, there's, there's four is, now. Is this gonna continue. <laughs> yeah, he often ends the show naked, so just be ready. Uh, hey, I like the streak. I,
0: <laughs> I'm also gonna cry about it. Uh, give not me some life. whiskey and let's
2: go streaking and let's go. <laughs> so, how how
3: long do you think? Uh, <laughs> let's
1: get let's get back to this test jumping business before I get you both naked. How
2: how long do you see yourself continuing to do the, the oh the, man
1: the test jumps here?
2: So funny question that is. Uh, some of my some of my good friends. Uh, Said, don't don't do this, don't do it out of like concern for you. Yeah, uh, personal safety, longevity. Um, so I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Uh, right now, I, I want there to be no end. I think the reason I can feel that way is probably because the type of wings we're jumping right now, this evolution. Twenty years ago, I might not have had the same advice to myself. Hey, have I had hard openings? I've had our openings that have turned off a GoPro. Dang. Made myself weary of being able to go straight in. It's part of the game, you know? And they tell you that there's just no like surprise, you know. How long do I see myself doing this? Um I I love the fuck of what I'm doing right now. I don't want to give any time description. I If I can make it 10 years, I'm going to try to make it 10 years. I don't I don't know. I want to do it as much as I can tomorrow. So, with, with your thousand test jumps mm-hmm. in a
1: year, right? Mm-hmm. That's yep. not Do you still have time to do other skydives? Do you still go on fun jumps? You I still went to
2: Port Escanito last week and fun jumped with my friends all week. Um, I do, right now, oh man, I spent a lot of years free flying and load organizing and having fun with my friends. So, right now, when I do go have fun with my friends, what I do is I go on flocking jumps. God damn it. <laughs> why, why, why is that? God damn it. Well, because I do miss free flying. Uh, uh, Zach uh, Sable was out here to visit me. Um, can I, God, can I make
1: a confession? Yeah. You two are so closely related in my brain. Oh, man. Of like, sometimes He's I my think brother. you're the same person. He's
0: my brother, man. I never think you're
2: the we same. We spent so, so much I'm, time on I'm, the road together. I'm
1: so happy that you've had those piercings in your ears for so long. Because <laughs> you know the difference. Because that's that's yeah. That's a for sure He's also like
2: four inches taller than me. Yeah, me I, I mean, all white people look the same. <laughs> haven't you noticed? Um, <laughs> no, he was out here like about a month ago. Just came out to fucking suit your shit and hang out and CPD and UPT and stuff. And we went on a free flight jump. Well, first I took him on a flocking jump. And then we went on a free flight jump. And I got down like, God damn, how long has it been since I went free flying? Um I went free-flying all last week, by the way. But, uh, no, I find myself not locally doing a lot of free-fly jumps. No. Mm-mm. No. It, and that's why I think maybe I alluded when I first sat down that the land is a little awkward and sometimes. Um, unless you're part of a group, sometimes it's hard to just go out and get load-organized or find some random fun jumpers or, or a skill level that you want to jump with sometimes. I think if I was at Scott of Houston or Elsinore or Dallas or... Chicago or any 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 of those places I could go out and rip around if I wanted to. It's not the same here unless you're part of a group. So I do find myself being a little isolated like that, which do, I'm not do you think extremely that's happy with. There are a lot of teams out here and those groups just kind of exist. A lot of people are training. Yeah, there's a lot of high level and then I don't god, I don't want to sound pompous. The, there's a lot of high level groups that come out here and then kids that are working their way up the ladder and fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um that was a great way to not sound pompous for real. That was really nice. I don't think sad. I did very well at it. I think um, you did great. I, I spent a lot of money and time in this sport. I, if I want to go rip, I want to go rip around. You know, like go out with Zach and or Nick or Nick. Dude, my favorite jumps
1: honestly are two ways. Two no, ways, no, two no ways where I'm
2: not worried about that it's other the most person challenging me. challenging jumps. You put you put it all on the line and you just rip. Yeah. So here it's hard to find that sometimes for myself because a lot of the jumpers that I if I'm not busy, uh, are busy. Mm-hmm. So I don't find myself free-flying much lately. And it does pain me. I can't say it doesn't. And uh, Allison tells me all the time, you go fucking put on your free-fly hat and go go do some jumps. I get it. Um, but I usually, if I get a chance, I just want to go flocking. I'm flying a 79. You're, you're, you're meaning you know, canopy flocking, Canopy flocking, right, flocking canopy flocking, yeah. Because I, I wasn't, I, just it's a new world for me. I'm literally Columbus showing up on the, or, or let's say the Vikings or whoever showed up first. I don't know. But <laughs> literally showing up on a new shore and I feel that way, man. I'm just, I just stuck the flag in. I feel like it hasn't been that long. And no, go. I'm flying a canopy. I mean, I, I did 4,000 jumps on a, a Comp Velo 96. And now I'm on a, a VK-ish uh, 79. And it's, I'm, VK-ish? I'm, that really intrigues yeah, me. Yeah. And then uh, I'm loading it almost 2.9. I need some practice. What do you mean, VK-ish? It's it's spelled V K I S H. Yeah,
1: I know how you would spell it. What does it mean? What's a hybrid you... VK? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Like it's that. a
0: hybrid VK or it's a DRC. It's a hybrid VK. Okay. Hey, I'm, i still y- sense bullshit, but I'm gonna <laughs> take it. First <laughs> roll.
2: <laughs> no. Just baiting you guys. No, it's all good, <laughs> man. So no, I just I, I gotta be I gotta be good. So actually, right now, so if you want to know something about what's going on with me right now, as far as uh, personally in DRC, I'm starting to jump um, uh, PIs. Peregrines, so, which I had never before. And so I'm starting my progression. My goal is to get down to the 71 because Allie does a lot of our internal test jumpings from 71s down to 61s. But for her to load up for a 71 to 75 and so forth, that's a lot of weight. She's, She's a, a tiny girl, A pounds girl, Yeah. She's going to put on 50, 75 pounds? That's just. No, no, not no, for no, me. No, no.
0: Did you just tell your wife's weight on the show? She's a little girl. Oh, that's fair. That's
2: <laughs> fair. fair. I thought you were
1: going to defend myself. So she's my fiance. I thought no, that was your defense.
2: She's five foot three, little girl. Um, but so, like, the goal, and, and they're so good at, at PD and DRC is like, man, don't push it past the safety limit. So I'm going to start at the higher level PIs now, and I prove myself on what I'm jumping now and different stuff. And it is a progression there. There's not a free-for-all there. They're not just throwing you the reins and like just jump wherever right the fuck you want to. It's not like that. It's very structured. So I'm just now starting to get after a thousand test jumpers, okay, start jumping PIs. Let's work you down. Show us your videos, show us your go do stability testing with PIs that are just products that are already out there. There's not anything new about them. Just go try to break them. Let's debrief your video. Let's do it like we do any debriefing. <laughs> And then hopefully I can safely get down to a 71 here soon. That way we have a good balance of test jumpers where I can heavily load something that's a little bit bigger and she can heavily load something that's a little bit smaller. I don't need to be on a 61. Jesus.
0: If you do need to get somebody to test jump the smaller PIs that are smaller than your wife, I'm sure Nick is available. Okay. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) but fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That's his response. That was pretty planned.
2: (laughs) Well, we have PD factor teams for that, though. But before we want to give them the athletes, we. Again, it's all about safety. It's not about just handing out random shit, you know. And, like, we want to be able to test jump internally. So, for me, that's a big challenge for me right now. Get on PIs, prove myself, get down to a point where I can safely test jumping 71s and up on the PI realm. So, i love about it.
0: I love how you constantly have talked today about challenging yourself, pushing yourself, finding the next challenge, finding the next goal. In skydiving, I think it's so huge. And for many young jumpers, it really is their change of life. For us, it's our continuation of life. But how are you challenging yourself
2: outside the sport to be a better human? So gotten back and I bought a dirt bike. I've always grown up on dirt bikes. So now Allie and I both have a dirt bike. Um, We ride our street bikes a lot. We try to get outside of the skydiving. Like, man, to land is a... Kinda of a bet like Houston is. Gotta have Houston for you guys. Spacemel basically Houston. Space, yes. Yeah. Space, sorry. No, just no no, I know. I don't take offense. I know what you okay. meant. Okay. But it's a it's a big community, but it's a small area. So this is a big community, but it's a small area. So we try to get outside of the land. Let's go to Jacksonville. Let's go to Tampa. Let's go take a hotel for a night, just be on the beach. How am I trying to be a better human? I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that question. <laughs> do, you, do you have goals outside of uh, outside of work goals right now? I have family, yeah. I'm getting married in this October. Um, we're Congratulations. Really, yeah, we're planning our marriage. We're going to be in Moab 10-10-2020. Uh, Didn't pick that date. It just randomly happened. But That's awesome. Really planning our marriage of not being base jumpers, not being skydivers, but being able to get our family there. Our, our parents are old. Uh, her dad's a Vietnam vet. He's 75. I yeah. really stoked on seeing her daughter get married so planning a lot of family stuff of like we're not planning a base jumper having wedding we're literally planning a wedding that makes it comfortable for our family and then all of our friends that are going to be there hey if it's not a raging party if it's not this if it's not that but our family is going to be there they're going to be able to sit there and see us get married and so that's a lot of what of our outside skydiving focus is being about right now um uh, looking towards the future, getting to uh, Europe. And uh, I've only done one big wall jump in my life. She's done none. So she's a way better base jumper than I have. I have 107. She has 650 or you something. You just married to a badass. Or <laughs> engaged. My thing was, I want to chase a girl. Fuck if I have not stopped running. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. Where's, um, where's the big wall that you're going to in Europe? are uh, Just, I mean, uh Switzerland, I mean, just go to some good, you know, easily approachable and smash out two weeks of, you know, the only big wall I've been is uh, El Gigante um, in Chihuahua. Um, And it's a big wall, but it was not a smash out jump kind of thing. Uh, Jay Epstein, if you don't know him, he's a Colorado boy and uh, a Mexican kid. He he did all the Cave of the Swallow and uh, El Gigante jumps. So if you see a lot of the video from Cave of the Swallows in Mexico or El Gigante jumps, any El Gigante jumps is him. It's in Chihuahua. So went on a trip with him. Um, again, another event that changed my life. Fuck, thirty-four hundred foot gorge, jumping slick. You were ch- closer to the wall you jumped facing than the one you left. So it was literally just a carve in the earth. That's it's sick. Cool. I hit a tree or a rock or a tree every time I landed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better at canopy stuff now. I would love to go back. There. <laughs> <laughs> you my base be- jumping or my base jumping landings have. Exponentially gotten better after DRC, by the way. <laughs> you yeah, jumping so, a different wing, loading yeah, and a different canopy. Jumping style. a 500 square foot canopy. Turns out I can land those things. <laughs> is yeah.
1: that is that the biggest canopy you've jumped? I wanted to ask. Right you that now, question. right
2: now at DRC, 500 is the biggest I've jumped here. And some of the other stuff they make, we can't jump here because of restrictions of landing area and stuff like. You can, if they're unmanned or whatever, there's so much shit that PD does. It's yeah, being we a don't PD, talk taking them towards yeah.
1: seeing them show us the you know the the sizes of some things. Yeah.
2: Couldn't you not stand on top of that rail and just watch all day yeah. that process? I,
1: honestly, I, as we were walking through, I was so happy that I was last in line with the, the of the four of us that were going through Yeah, because I I was giggling like a little child, just feeling like I was seeing, you know, almost this fantasy land.
2: I was like, great. oh my God,
1: this is where great. they make that cool stuff I like.
2: And it's all day. It's nonstop laser cutting to to quality control to people that man and I' now I've gotten to be a part of that team and it's a pride thing when you see that whole when you get that whole manufacturer floor together and I've only, I've only seen it for the last year, but when you get them together and they start having kind of you know employee things which you would do at the big company, it's a pride thing, man. Mm-hmm. Their tolerances, their, their pride of not redoing something. the the floor managers to the engineering managers, it's a, the ISO 9000, the whole thing, it's it's fucking cool. It is very cool. It is much more of a manufacturing facility
1: Mm. than it is a skydiving company, which is probably why they do so well.
2: They don't fuck but, around with that. But man. Gosh,
1: I just want to grab them in the eyes or grab someone by the shoulders and
2: look them in the eyes. Man, like,
1: God, do you even have an, any idea? How, they do. They do.
2: I mean, we. I've been to several things where they play videos. They shut off the lights. They serve pizza and they put up videos mm-hmm. of the shit that they made. Because uh, of course they don't have an idea unless the managers let them in on the secret of what they're doing. No, they go to large extensive effort to say, guys, here's what you're doing and here's why we're the best in the world, and here's footage and proof of it and that's is why we're a family it's f- it blows my mind I never knew that I love my PD canopies to begin with when I go in there and I see 600 people 540 of them 60 of them don't skydive gather around a projection screen and watch for an hour of the shit that they built and the things that they did it's that's why it is that close to tolerances that's why there's that much passion there yeah it's, it's from, comes down from Bill Cohen and John LeBlanc it's just passion they don't fuck around
0: it's really cool. I uh, Nick knows me well enough. I'm a bit of a people person. And this week, while we've been here on some of my downtime, I've walked to some of the different offices and the break room and talked to different people and just kind of sat down like, well, how long have you been with PD? What do you do? And just getting to know people yep. and to hear them so proud of how long they've been here and so proud of everything they've done, not in an arrogant way, but in a like, man, I'm part of this family. Thankful, that, proud. Yeah. Like
2: confident that they're part of a team yeah yeah
0: it makes me proud to wear the jersey to fly the colors you know yeah. i i've i've been pd orange from the beginning as well my, my first campy was a triathlon because i was a new jumper and it's what i got
2: i had a nimbus 210
0: yeah but as soon as i, I could, never
2: think, even heard of a nimbus <laughs> <laughs> Shut your mouth. i went from there to a. <laughs> I swear viper. to god
0: i haven't you remember what a viper was, is
2: you're I've, old enough i've heard of it i can't remember. Ex- was it a paraflight or no?
0: Viper and Alpha were actually made by uh, Winchester Technologies, yeah, distributed yeah, by yeah. Sky Depot, yeah, eventually yeah. bought by a company called Ater and turned into yeah, the of Cobalt. Course. Okay, of course. so the, it's the predecessor to that. But as soon as I could get on PD, I, I was absolutely loved yeah, it. Yeah. And I think you were. Uh, no, I don't think I'm positive you were a PD athlete. When Holly asked us all to record Christmas messages. Yep. And it was such a blessing. Like th- They asked all the PD athletes. They sent a message out. And I, I know a lot of us responded, but not everybody did. Hey, record a one or two-minute message
2: thanking the production floor. We want to surprise yep. them at the Christmas party. No, they do that. They do that. That's what makes the difference. It's a family. Imagine, imagine if they didn't do that. The work they do is hard work, man. The, yeah. the tolerances are no joke. Millimeters are a lot. And to be able to reproduce something and, and on the scale that they do, but yet hold the stamina and the, and the enthusiasm, they have to put that work in or it would go to shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can imagine it would, but there's, man, they're doing anything from little menial things like cake and this and surprises and they recognize everyone's birthdays. That's a big plant. You saw it. No one goes in there. No one has a birthday that goes unrecognized. No one, no one has a day that they make an achievement of this many things without being reviewed Perfectly, that goes on. I mean, it's, that's, that's kind of why it works, I think. There's no other way to make that kind of technical. They're not making steel. Steel is easy, right? It's 10, mini- 10 millimeters. It's 10 millimeters. But fabric is way different. So you've got to have passionate people and passionate leaders. Or, or imagine how much they produce. If that didn't work, it would be ca- a catastrophe. Did you notice but how it's many? not. It's Happy not.
0: Valentine's Day balloons were on the floor when we were w-
1: God. I only yeah. saw parachutes because I'm selfish.
0: <laughs> so I've I've done the tour enough that I'm looking at weird things. Yeah, yeah.
2: Like the personal stands and whatever. Yeah. All and the tables move. Did you notice all the tables move up and down? So mm. if you're this height or that height, everything's like fit the fifth to the employee to make their work experience. That's that's big in this they kind of give industry. A they give a shit ton of fucks. <laughs> Have you seen that video? The the fuck shit stack? What? It's Jake's favorite video. Uh, yes, fuck, uh, fuck shit, shit stack. stack.
1: It's a song, isn't it's it? It's a song.
2: They yeah, give that's a buried. fuck shit stack for sure. That's it's just a funny song, but they give that many fucks. It's a fuck shit stack.
0: It, it's great. And when you talk about You've never those seen it go like it <laughs> Games of inches. We'll link it on the on the actually We're going to delete this in a minute, anyways. Uh, <laughs> we we are so we normally air all the shows live on video. Cool. And then in an hour, we'll push out the audio podcast. Oh. Uh, Since we're canning seven this week, we're actually deleting all the videos because they're not going to be out for, you know, till we push them. So we'll re-release your uh, video if anybody wants to see it. I came here to hang out with you two. Fuck yeah. Three. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, But like that game of millimeters, one of the things that I actually learned new on this tour that I never saw before is PD actually pre-stretches and lines on all their canopies. Oh, yeah. Because on opening shock, on turns, on whatever, your canopy trim is going to change a little bit if that doesn't happen. and Why do PD canopies consistently open the same way? There's going to be anomalies. Nobody's perfect. Versus some manufacturers who, man, you just like, hey, if you got one that opens good, keep it because they won't all do that.
2: I love that attention Uh, to millimeters uh, here. I think it's exactly that. And again, I I don't have anything bad. I have so many NZ friends that are in part of that company. Chris Stewart and I, we lived in Jordan together. You know, -hmm. I can only speak for what I've experienced here. And I think what you're talking about—it's just that attention to the fact that Bill Cole, and John LeBlanc want to go home and go to bed at night, and wake up knowing that what they did was a sound choice and what their customers chose to partake in. Which, if it's their product, that it's a sound choice. You know, and I, I think that's what. Nothing's perfect, but that's that's why they put that much fucking effort into something. Yeah. I don't know another way to explain it. I, I never knew that before I got here. If you asked me that question in, two years ago, I'd have been like, I like their orange lines and I like the way the parachutes fly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I like their logos. I like I, the way it opens. Uh, but now that I've been here, uh, whew, like it's, uh, it's humbling. It's
0: quite humbling. They are very real people, and it's always interesting to go to a different DZ, a different company, a different brand of any type, and you can tell how much the leadership cares by the way the employees act and the way the employees care, and I I don't think it's always, but usually a direct reflection of the guy in Gallup Top.
2: You can see that on Drop Zones. You've been on Drop Zones. It's been like toxic, Mm -hmm. or holy shit, he picked up a piece of trash. He helped an elderly or out the door or, you know what I mean? Like, yes, it's it's totally different. And it's, I agree. It trickles down. Yeah. So does shit trickle down from the top too, but yeah, that's why some places are toxic. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Fortunately, uh, we are amongst a lot of friends and, and we surround ourselves with a lot of people. We got a. Uh, I, th- I think Nick and Justin always have liked PD Canopies. I think you're both PD fans, but I think not the conversation we had with John on the air today. I think the conversation we had with John when the mic was turned off. I think both, <laughs> <laughs> but when the mic. I was watched the
2: one when it was on, so I could imagine when it
1: was off <laughs> yeah, he on. He yeah. stayed <laughs> and we t- talked for another hour before the show was over, or after oh, the show cool. was over, and we talked cool. before the show had started. Yeah. Cool. He's, uh, he's, he's got a lot of knowledge to impart, that man, especially uh, outside of
0: the parachute world. He, he does. doesn't have knowledge.
2: He has ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that was something so he that, said That, that is, And I, I liked it today. Like, here, here I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. Um, he said that there was a term that the staff used about. What is, uh, yes, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So if you give me $100 right now, I'm going to tell you what that term is.
0: All right, cool. I'll give you $100. No, I want to see the money. <laughs> I got $100. I'm not going
2: to give it to you. Cause you know I'm gonna be to take the hundred dollars and say first world DRC. Don't talk about <laughs> DRC. Oh, no, sorry. I was I was just watching it today and like I was like I know the term he's talking about, but here's the here's the thing with that is, and I, I hope he realizes it. Everybody loves that opportunity, whatever the term he was talking about, you know, and like he's talking and people are like. Oh, I'm talking too much, or I'm not going to give the term. I'm not going to slip up and oh, give I'm, it. I
0: know you won't. I'll but, save $100 just to play the game. Oh, okay. Well, I will take your $100. So I'm <laughs> not going to give it to you. But I,
2: I think uh, I, what I'm trying to say is the hour off mic, I can see why you liked it so much. Because, man, when he sits down, he just goes off. Even though it might be for a long time, and you're tired at the end of the day, you leave like, whew. Trying to just keep stuffing it in your forehead, like mm-hmm. that was a lot of information, and I gotta have to process that. So it's a pretty special opportunity when he gets into that. Not gonna say it. Uh, that mode. That mode. Yeah, it, yeah, that it's mode. not. We don't call it the mode, but we're gonna call yeah. it the mode. I actually. Got, so it's pretty cool, man. Yeah. I, I like it, and I think uh, all of his employees do too. It's just it's he, a lot of work going on over there. So sometimes you just gotta. Be in those brainstorming situations the, I, that's not me but what i've seen is it's pretty intense man they put a lot of uh energy into that so it is nice nick you well, had some oh uh,
1: pd's is obviously such a successful company i think my biggest like i just want to h- hang around and see how stuff works of like i i really enjoy trying to find the common denominators of things like hey what's what's the unifying idea that extends to all the rest of this that, that makes it work And, you know, listening to John talk, you can tell it's not just one thing. I was going to
2: say, I was going to say that would be hard to pin down. But but that's why
1: I I would love to spend more time in in meetings here and watching the the way that people interact and just try and get a a better grasp on some of that stuff.
2: And It's a large company full full of, I've really briefly been exposed to I've worked with PD and UPT for some years for marketing through the tunnel. We did that tunnel tour and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I mean, the first time I sat in the PD office was 2006. But it was a marketing thing with me and Bob Burke, who owned the tunnel there in in, in Colorado. But But Was that
1: before it was iFly again? That
2: was. They bought it independently to start with for six years. That's why the- SkyVenture Colorado. Yeah, that's why that tour existed. It's because it was independently owned. But, but just back coming back when wind tunnels were still doing cool stuff. Yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> that was a great <laughs> tour, man. I, I mean, so many, all of my friends there changed their lives for sure in a way that uh, I don't even, I can't even put it to words. It's, it was. crazy. That's yeah, how I met you. Yeah, we and traveled I mean, like crazy. I've got to go. And the cool thing is, is like Drop Zones were able to have events where we could come organize. They didn't pay us anything. They didn't pay for our lodging. All we gave, always said is, can we sell Tunnel Time at your event? And we crushed it. And all the coaches that didn't get to go, we made good livings back when you could make a good living. Being a
0: <laughs> man, we're, we are running really tight on time. Cool. So I awesome. know you have limited things you can answer to this next question. Cool. What is your favorite project that you can talk about that you've worked on, even if you can be vague through it?
2: Uh, DRC? Yes,
0: DRC. DRC. Oh,
2: man. My I favorite. There's a lot of them. How do I
0: go? Go with a go with a couple. And again, you can be loose because I know you have limitations.
2: So now th- this is pretty easy to say. I can't. I don't have to say this specific project. But um, getting the opportunity to do really heavy test drops, test jumps. Mm-hmm. So you know, Carl and and yeah. marketing. He's yeah. n- he's not a small boy. If you're listening, Carl, he knows that.
0: He's a heavy test.
2: Kyle, Kyle, the new guy. Yep. Not a small boy. Watch that, Mike. Yep. So what we want to, s- what I want to say is, some of my most favorite jumps is involving me, some of these guys on the front of me, another hundred and fifty plus pounds on the front of them, where our actual reserves, the actual reserve, if I need it, is on the front of them. Mm-hmm. So I've got one, two three layers to get to my reserve, my (laughs) actual reserve. Because if the other reserve doesn't work, I can cut it away. Sometimes I don't even have a main in the main tray. So I've got a reserve on three rings. We're doing test jumping reserves, heavy military stuff, what have you. I think those are my most favorite jumps because it involves the entire community. It involves the person on the front of me. It involves the rucksack. It involves our person catching the free bag. Everyone's touching gear snaps. It is important, man. We're getting out of this plane in an irreversible situation that if it's not done right, if it's not done the protocol, if we didn't do our due diligence to safety, we are fucking up. And not only fucking up my life, but potentially someone else's and potentially DRC, PD, other customers. So I think those are probably my most favorite jumps that I can talk about because it involves such a tight-knit. And then when there's other test jumpers with us that are not even on that jump, they're still going over the same 15, 20 points of connection with us. So even though they're not part of the jump, they're right there with us. Helping us to the door, clearing seat belts. Those That's my most favorite ones. That's intense. It's fun. So,
0: so fun. I did not expect at all that answer, but I will tell you, One of my favorite experiences in this show is exactly what you just said. I so regularly ask guests about favorites in their skydiving career, and it almost always comes down to people and the community. Thank you so much for having that answer, brother. That couldn't have been better.
2: That's what I tell my students. Hey, you're going to like skydiving, but you're going to fall in love with the community. Preach it, man. That's, that's what it's about, brother.
0: Preach it. I'm gonna ask him my last question, but I'll let you go. You got something else you want to bring? Oh, up? Oh
1: no, I was uh, I was just enjoying listening to yeah. the uh, to the stories. I, I was imagining the c- scenario that you were describing. I was wondering. I just just as uh, building my me- mental picture. Do you guys do all that stuff on a tailgate aircraft?
2: No, very rarely. Um, tailgate's kind of difficult in that configuration because I don't want to stand up with that much weight on the front of me if I don't have to. Okay. Side door aircraft is much more convenient to sit right by the door. Um, we can just literally roll the fuck out. Um, and once we have all seat belts and equipment checked... Um, the, you know, the, the scariest part of that scenario is when I when and if, I'm going to say when, I'm going to have to activate my chest mount reserve that's not on my chest mm. or my passenger chest. It's on the rucksack, rucksack chest, if you want to call it Yeah, that. yeah, okay. yeah. You're long, your it's arms up, better be it's longer up than there. mine. It's Four up there. people away. And if you think about, you know, you you know about Scott Eving, I mean, where's the pilot you're going to come from? There's a lot of, man, we just talk briefing. We go over briefing so much. Like, uh, as a tandem pilot, and they have a tandem passenger in a rucksack that never talks back which is awesome but <laughs> we go over like our scenario is okay uh malfunction and we have several different key words what is, what is my passenger do what do they do with their arms and legs where do we go with this on the next step we have to piecewise this thing together and very quickly and very effectively to make sure that we get out of this thing safely and alive you know it's safe. I'm not saying it's unsafe. I'm just saying there's a lot of it's complex, a lot of strands in Duder's head at L- that point. L- right, little yeah. more,
1: uh, a little f- more, a few more options than pull your cut options, away and yeah. go to your reserve. Yeah.
2: So uh, that's what I think challenges me the most is to be involved with other personnel like that. And like, there's I guarantee you, n- no one gets on that plane like joking around. Everyone is like arms down. I I imagine there aren't a lot of conversations happening. Oh, there are. We're saying we go over. No, there's a lot of conversations. I mean, but no no one's bullshitting. Yeah, there's no bullshitting. (laughs) And it's not that we don't like to have fun, but in those scenarios, it's for real. It's for real. Got to be a little more focused on the task the task. hundred percent. Well, we try to have that focus on every kind of test jump we do. But when I'm involving someone else's life, not just mine, and possibly dropping a rucksack over a... I don't want to do that. I don't want to pound into someone's roof you know, I want to land safely and no families involved, you know? So I think those are my most favorites. are also the most intense. Those are the ones that make me sweat the most right now. Probably have less than 70 of those t- style jumps right now. And, and we'll be getting more, of course. Um, the PI jumps I'm about to do make me sweat a lot less because it's just me. But putting my friends and coworkers workers in the front of me and then we we gave al- we gave all of our rucksacks names. Sparkles is one. Oh, Sparkles Jimmy, <laughs> sounds Jimmy lovely. drew a face on one of them. It's like kind of <laughs> creepy. Uh, can you pick up Sparkles? Yeah, um, do, you, do you care more
1: about Sparkles now that Sparkles is named? Uh, I guess that's the point.
2: <laughs> but um, <laughs> it is that point of like yeah, it's it's heavy. It's hard to get to the door. Damn it, Sparkles! You know, some of the things too is like um, and it, this affected me right at first, and I see it affecting some of the people that ride in front of me when we're when we're sitting in the door, and I mean. I have to have risers that come from the front reserve to me
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and my tandem passenger and side laterals and a rucksack side laterals. (sighs) And so one of the things that I I didn't realize, and it affected me at first, I've gotten over it, but I see it affecting my other friends on the front of me. Every single person in that plane, what are they doing? They're about to stall the aircraft because what are they doing?
0: They're all staring at you. (laughs) The look.
2: Yeah. And trying to you don't want to seem cool at that moment actually it's the least thing you want to do don't look at me don't look at me god damn it i have a lot of stuff to do right now yeah even the interaction like, like high five yes okay like <laughs> any other time i'll give you a hug but um it's just it's it's that's what makes me really uh, crave to go to work every day is to get in those scenarios to do them properly, to do them right, and to get the data safely that uh, we need to move this sport forward, both military and civilian. Yeah, for sure.
1: And maybe we could ask any of our fun jumper friends who might see anyone doing a really difficult or stressful skydive to be a little more understanding when that person's not the first to outstretch their hand and exchange some smiles. Absolutely.
2: Maybe there's more going on in your head. How about when we land? How about a big fat hog and a beer at <laughs> oh the end yeah, of the day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just one of those things. I didn't. I didn't notice it until I got in that situation at first. I'm like... I don't want to be an asshole. I'm the first one to give high fives, but it's just, yeah, I didn't, it's things you learn, the things you put yourself in the scenarios you've never been in, you learn new, you that's what happened. So that's why I see it happen to my friends on the front. Like, don't high five, Get you got gear checks to
0: do. <laughs> like, do your job. Yeah, do your job. <laughs> man, as we uh, draw this to a close, is there anything that you want to share Brad Cole, or uh, about Brad Cole with our friends, our family, our audience?
2: Oh man. Yeah, I think this, I feel, uh, I feel super fucking fortunate. I have met so many people across this country, world, and that's what I'm fortunate about right there. People. people, It's all all about the community. Yeah, man. Friends and family, bro.
0: Brad Cole, thank you so much for putting a phenomenal end to a fucking fantastic week, man. I can't believe we've gotten through. Oh, dude, thank you for being here. Guys and gals, thank you once again for listening. Thank you to Performance Designs. We're about to pack this show up, but I couldn't ask for better hosts. Performance Designs has given us complete access to this room after hours, lock the place up for us, unlock the place for us, you name it. They have been phenomenal. I won't tell you, you should ask because I, I really feel like they gave us a little extra treatment to do this. Um, but thank you, thank you so much to Albert Berktold and the marketing department for taking care of us. Thank you to Performance Designs. Guys and gals, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Ciao.